0: Welcome to the Chick Foley Show.
1: What is up, Chick Foley fam? Man, I am excited to be here podcasting right now we are recording for the first time ever live in the brand new and improved sharp shooter studio we got a lot of awesome wrestling to discuss uh this is really the first time we've kind of been back at full force podcasting in about two months with the whole crew so it's going to be a great show i'm pumped you guys should be pumped before we go any further we're going to start it the same way we do every show by introducing the stars sheena how you doing
0: Doing good. Um, like he said, we're, we're in sharpshooter studio. It's still in, you know, some level of disarray here, but, uh, so hopefully we sound okay. We're going to work on, you know, getting our sound set up here, uh, perfected, but, um, Otherwise, man, it feels it feels good to be back. And last week we were recording on, like, you know, we told you we had a notebook set up with the microphone. We were, like, on the on the bed, so everything was, like, falling over. So It was,
1: uh, it was pirate radio last week <laughs> yeah. for sure.
0: Yeah, so this is definitely an upgrade from that, so stoked to be here.
1: Yeah, if you guys are hearing a slight echo, it's because we haven't quite filled the room up with all the figures and the rest of the memorabilia and stuff, but, uh, but yeah, we're getting there, and we are, again, just so excited to, to be back and recording this week. Uh, Marco, how's life up in Massachusetts?
2: Going great. Um, I'm just excited that we're like we're, we're being sandwiched in with some uh, some good old fashioned wrestling. We had uh double or nothing this past Sunday. We have um, in your house on Saturday, then Hell in a Cell on Sunday. And man, I'm just excited to start talking some. It feels wrestling like with it
0: feels guys. like an official week of the Chick Folly Show. You know we're, we're yeah jam-packed wrestling yep. to talk Reviews,
1: about. previews, outside the ring, uh, drama. Yeah, yeah. it's, it's full load. Uh, Jordan, what's up, man? How's life out in the Midwest?
3: Uh, everything's good. Um, just dealing with work and watching some wrestling. That's really about it and drinking plenty of beer since it's summer.
0: Are you looking forward? You're, you're about to head to Tennessee before long, dude. <sighs> yeah, so am, all right, are you looking forward to your little mini vacay?
3: Yeah, it, it'll be fun here, here at the Phelps at the Phelps New Casa at the Phelps Ranch. Yeah, uh, I'll be there <laughs> next week. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. The drive, not so much, but it'll be good. I like driving, so yeah. Well, speaking of a
1: long drive, you know, if you need something to pass the time, you can definitely check out our friends at the Pod Foundation.
0: Yep, yeah, you got Turnbuckle Tavern, Extra Cooler, and Coming Down the Aisle podcast. I definitely want to shout out our our buddies over at uh, the Turnbuckle Tavern. Um, they celebrated two years of podcasting this week, and you know if if you've ever started a podcast, if you're doing a podcast, you know that putting out content every week for any amount of time is, is definitely a challenge. And for two straight years, it's, it's an incredible achievement and they don't just put out content. I mean, they literally put out incredible stuff. Um, especially if you're an AEW mark, it's the, it's the best of the best. If you, if you watch AEW and you're not listening to, uh, you know, Turnbuckle Tavern their especially their flagship show, then you're, you're absolutely missing out.
1: Yeah. They got something for everybody though. They got the flagship, they got fig night, they got raw down featuring our very own Marcos. Yeah, so yeah, you got to cover Mar- all the bases. Yeah, Marco's dude. a tavern. The a debate, fledged, I love the uh, debate.
0: The debates. One of my favorite shows of theirs as well.
1: Yeah. Marco, he's a fully fledged, uh, Tavern member, so you know he's uh, he's kind of like uh, they're in the superstar shakeup. He's appeared yeah. on Raw and SmackDown every
3: single week. <laughs> exactly,
0: and, and they got their little friend shows too. They got uh, you know the GCF and W. They got the um, you know what was the the VHS broken uh, broken, broken VHS. VCR broken VCR yeah, yeah, yeah. broken VCR. So yeah. yeah,
1: they got a lot of stuff. So they're always just throwing stuff at the wall and seeing what sticks, and and yeah. most of it usually does. So yeah, thanks so much for the uh, autographed Brett figure, Marco. I know you had a part in that too. Yeah, Turnbuckle sent
0: us beautiful um, autographed Brett figure and that we're going to put up in the, in the figure display as a housewarming gift. So perfect way to, you know, just anoint the new uh, sharpshooter studio. It's, you know, got pink paint pen. It's just absolutely, absolutely gorgeous.
1: What was that you're going to say, Marco?
0: Oh, no, I was going to say, uh, yeah, that was, uh, that was like, like on
2: a web, like J bone message. and was like, Hey, there's this, there's this guy that has a, um, couple of Bret Hart autographs he's like and I'm thinking of uh you know sending the Phelps uh, a housewarming gift and I was like dude I was like put me down I was like I was like if no one else wants to chip in I was like just me and you will go you know half season on it but everyone ended up like <laughs> jumping in on and stuff yeah. like that. But uh yeah I was also I, I thought that was a good gesture uh, on their side doing that. That was that uh, was pretty awesome and you know I would yeah. I mean who I mean Super a Bret Hart autograph yeah. like you can't pass it up at all. It's like it's like come on.
0: I know.
1: Yeah, we got I so we got an autographed elite from you guys. Jordan gave me a autographed Bret Hart pop a while back. So anybody from the Extra Cooler show, feel free to uh, hit us up with some autographed <laughs> merch. So, uh, oh so yeah, just, Matt, just to specif- round out the collection. Yeah, Matt
0: specifically, if you want to, you know, get in touch with Brett um, and talk to him a little bit and get him uh, <laughs> to send us some, some autographed merch. I know you and Brett would have a lot to talk about. So
1: yeah, I actually kind of want to get it printed up in the uh, Facebook group. You know, I kind of announced that we had the new. Sharpshooter Studios up and ready to go and uh old Vin R, man he he hit us up with some custom uh some custom artwork with yeah. the uh, Sharpshooter Studios logo and it was uh Sean Michaels putting on the sharpshooter from the uh, Montreal <laughs> Screwjob uh-huh. so Yeah, got to love it, man. Thanks, Vin. Uh, Sheena, remind the folks where they can find you guys on social media. You
0: can find me on Instagram at Chick Foley. Marco, run in the Twitter machine over at Chick Foley Show. Join our Foley fam and all the fun that we're having over on Facebook at ChickFoleyShow.com. And
1: we want to remind you guys to use code Chick Foley to save 10% on all your figure purchases at ringside. We're going to be going deep with some figure talk a little bit later on this episode. And also use code PF10, courtesy of the Pod Foundation, to save 10% at Chalkline. So, we got a lot of wrestling to discuss. Like Marco mentioned, we're going to talk about Double or Nothing in Your House and Hell in the Cell. And then we're going to go through some of the figure reveals uh, from AEW Fan Fest this past weekend. You guys ready to get it going? Let's go. All right. So, Double or Nothing, AEW's, uh, you know, their WrestleMania for their yearly calendar. It's in the books. Sheena, kind of what was uh, just your overall take on the show as a whole?
0: I mean, first and foremost, I think it, we're going to talk about um, how it was just a smidge too long. Maybe maybe a lot too long. Uh, it, the good parts were really good, but I feel like they were watered down with stuff that could have been on Dynamite or Rampage. I mean, the Owen Finals definitely could have been on a special episode of like dynamite, you know, and I think it would have made it feel more special. They could have given Martha Hart all the time, you know, she wanted, but man, listening to her talk, I know we're going to talk about this in a little bit, but it was just on an already long show. I was just ready to get to be done with that. But I mean, the six man tag match was awesome. CM Punk versus Hangman was, was good other than, you know, CM Punk becoming the new champion. There was some, there was some really good highlights, but yeah, there was a lot of stuff that I was just like, why are we watching this right now? Why am I watching America's top team? Right now, I can't please.
1: remember where I heard it. At. I listened to so many different podcasts through the week, but I heard an interesting theory on why there was so much filler. You know, there was a very intense NBA game seven going on, the Eastern Conference Finals between the Heat and the Celtics, which has been a pretty heated series. And um, I think they were thinking that they needed to pad the show a little bit so that way they could make sure none of the big matches were going on like during the fourth quarter of game seven. Now, to me, that could be a little bit of a mistake because I mean, I'm a I'm a pretty hardcore gonna sports fan. Who's going to buy it for fan. one match?
0: though, if you're like, oh, let me let me let me watch this final match and pay fifty bucks to watch the
1: like, I don't even know if it was necessarily so much about the buys. I mean, they were hyping up all throughout the night, like tell your friends there's still time to buy. I think they just wanted to make sure they had eyeballs on the product because you know if you're watching it over, at, if you're having like a big watch party or something, I could see people wanting to flip over to uh, to game seven of the finals and stuff because it would ended up being a pretty good game uh, with the Heat making that comeback. Um, I don't know. Yeah, that was
0: a mistake. In my
1: I. uh... I don't really give as much heat towards the, uh, the length of the shows as you guys do. I I'm just a junkie. So to me, more wrestling, the better. Um, I definitely thought specifically the Darby and Kyle O'Reilly match and the America's top team match. Those would have made really awesome dynamite or rampage main events, but Mm. I'm never going to complain about more wrestling.
0: Um, I mean, I I get to the, I get to the main event. I was like snoozing out, man. Yeah. But
1: you're like a granny. You go to bed at nine o'clock on a normal (laughs) night. (laughs)
3: Uh, Yeah,
1: And and we've been more busy than usual. Uh, Jordan, what do you think of the, uh, the, the overall just five hour show?
3: I I liked it. Um, And yeah, uh, just to touch on the NBA game. So I had, I had said something about that earlier this week. Um, about them possibly running it longer just so CM Punk and Hangman was on after that. Um, but I had it; on, I had both TVs set up and I was watching the NBA game and the show. Um, as far as the length of the show, I don't mind it just because they only do four shows a year. So, I mean, even if they did a five-hour show every time, I mean, that's still only 20 hours of pay-per-view for right. AEW. So, I don't really mind when they are longer shows. I mean... I get it, like it was late, but at least the next day was a holiday and dude, they gotta go back to Saturday night pay per views though. It was just so much easier. Yeah. I love Saturdays. Yeah, so Saturdays
0: much are so much better, man. Like it just it, it just feels better. Like Sunday night you're already thinking like shit, man, you know, there's about to start another week and yeah, Saturday feels so much better.
1: Hey, Jordan, you remember the last time a basketball game affect a affected a wrestling pay per view's uh, spacing or timing this much? Um, you should know man it was like the greatest oh, night of your yeah, adult life that was
3: on father's day it was calves and warriors <laughs> on father's day i didn't even watch yeah. the wrestling pay-per-view that night
1: they did the same thing that night because you know you had seth and roman uh in seth's first match back from his knee injury basically a wrestlemania quality main event and right before that match they had titus and rusev and you could tell they were just stalling because um, you know, Rusev cut a promo on Titus's kids at ringside and stuff. And they were just spacing out. Like, I, I feel like there was literally somebody backstage, like, just waiting for that awesome <laughs> yeah. Cavs Warriors game to, to wrap up before they started up Seth and Roman. So this is something that, and again, that was back during the WWE Network Day. So clearly it wasn't about the pay-per-view buys. I think they just want to make sure they're getting eyes on the product when they're hitting, you know, one of their peaks like that.
0: I would just be interested to know what the numbers are for that. I mean, I don't know if there's any way to like truly track that, but I just, like, to me, that just feels like a punch in the face, to the people who are there to, you know, like that watch your pay-per-view from top to bottom, you know?
1: Yeah. I think it's, I think that they already have those folks money. I think they're going for the casual eyeballs and that kind of stuff, man. They're trying to set that hook to make sure you're coming back, watching Wednesday and stuff. But I don't know. I kind of agree with you. I feel like the Venn diagram, that section's pretty small between the people who, Care enough to, A, spend 50 bucks for the uh, pay-per-view, and then, B, also care enough about basketball to, you know, turn away from the pay-per-view to watch the end of the game, regardless of how good it was. Uh, Marco, what's kind of like your sweet spot, man, for pay-per-view length?
2: Um... She saying sp-
1: three hours. She yeah. showed up the the, the the three to me. Uh, to me, I just feel like it doesn't seem special because Raw is three hours. I feel like it needs to go a little longer than three. Three yeah. and a
2: half. Hours. Yeah, I'd probably say like I'd probably say three is probably like a sweet spot. But you you are right. Um, you got to think well, obviously with Raw, there's like commercial breaks in between, so sure. um, it's mm-hmm. really not three hours. About two hours. Um, but yeah, I'd probably say three, maybe three and a half. Uh, they definitely could have put that America Top Team, uh, match like on the on the buy-in. Like that, that match could have yeah. been on the buy-in. The the hook match obviously was on the buy-in. They could have they could have added a couple of those matches, um, yeah, on the buy-in. and It would have kind of um, offset it a little bit. Uh, the good, I mean, I didn't I didn't fall asleep. I mean, at all. But the good thing was the them putting that the Jericho match, the Jericho Appreciate Society. That one, that match gave me like a like a jolt of energy. That set yeah. me up for that a match long. was, was so
0: much fun. That
2: uh, if you're falling asleep and then that match came on, you'd you just be so disoriented. You'd be like, what the hell is going on? That you What is
0: happening right now? Why yeah. is Wild Thing still playing and these guys are beating the hell out of each <laughs> yeah. other? And uh, a funny tidbit about that.
2: He actually uh, – Jericho was actually talking about that. Um, if you're fam- Obviously, everyone's familiar with New Jack. Um, they used to – New Jack used to do that when he would come out. Yep. Uh, the Natural Born Killer song would just play the whole time. Um, and I remember when I, I seen it him definitely live. definitely
0: added to the yeah. to the match. It, it added sense. to it, yeah. Just so when they're true. just brawling through the the arena and the crowd's just like you know into yeah. it. And, You know, I think the music just kind of like really made it a uh, brought brought it to life.
1: I thought they had a missed opportunity when Jericho went over there and grabbed the sound panel. I just knew he was going to hit a couple buttons and it was going to start playing Judas instead of Wild Thing. <laughs> yeah, that like would be, have
0: been so awesome. <laughs>
1: How hey, So not to jump the gun on figure four, how dope would it be if our next blood and guts release at ringside is Eddie Kingston completely soaked in blood with a gasoline With a gas can. Can. Oh, 100%.
0: oh, 100%. That's going to happen, dude. It's happening. No, Jeremy, I,
2: yeah. Jeremy Padauer already like tweeted out that that's like he, he put yeah, the yeah, eye That, ball, set,
1: that, that visual, image, man. yeah.
0: That image was just amazing.
2: Yeah.
1: I, and you know, I was still, it, it would have probably been just completely over the top even more than that match already was, but you guys know I'm always fantasy booking in my head. When him and Daniel Bryan started struggling over the gasoline, I just knew Jericho was going to get up and do his fireball gimmick and like set oh, both of them on fire man. or something. You know, like
0: yeah, the wizard gimmick.
1: Yeah, how crazy I totally would that have been? About
0: that.
1: Yeah. Um. But yeah, that match was insane, and I had really low expectations. I was kind of like rolling my eyes. Yeah, when we it came were making fun of it last that, week. But, you know,
0: anarchy. Yeah, and the that arena. match.
1: That match was just incredible um going back to the pay-per-view length, like yeah in a perfect world you'd have two hours of raw and then three hour pay-per-views would be great i'd be cool with like three hours on the regular ones then maybe for like you know SummerSlam, the rumble and mania bump it up to four but
0: yeah and it, i think it made a difference like you know we didn't mind so much one we didn't have kids and two we lived in hawaii or if you're on like on the west coast yeah. it's not such a big deal but man when you're East Coast, even Central Time.
1: If you got to work the next day, it's, it's like, yeah, it starts to be like they're, you know, they're going against you, man. The company's healing off yeah, on you.
0: It's true. Because
1: you got to stay up and watch the matches. Yeah. Um, speaking of which, let's go around the horn with Match of the Night. Jordan, you can kick it off, man. What did you think was the uh, the best bout on Sunday night?
3: Um, So I'm going to go with the match I enjoyed the most. I'm not necessarily going to go with the Match of the Night. It for me it was the anarchy in the arena. I I loved is, that yeah. match. I thought that match was awesome, and I honestly thought it was going to be tough to beat the six man. But I thought anarchy in the arena was awesome. I I thought they did a great job with it. Um, everybody got their own time, and there was a lot of hokey stuff, which you kind of expect.
0: Which you love, yeah, <clears throat> yeah, I love that. Though. I felt
1: like I had an edge though. Even the hokey stuff had an edge to it. I enjoyed it. Yeah. You got some cool storyline coming out of that. You know, you could have Daniel Bryan and. In Kingston feud now with uh with with Mox kind of caught in between yeah it's a lot of ways they can go from here so yeah that that's definitely a good pick. What about you, Shane? What was yours? Yeah,
0: I agree. Anarchy in the arena. I mean, technically, um, you know, technical speaking, the six man tag was probably the the overall best match of the night, but uh, the most fun for me was certainly the anarchy in the arena.
1: Yeah, I found the Death Triangle versus um versus House of Black. That to me, that was the best match of the night. I was just completely captivated. By that match. Like I've watched is just a metric shitload of wrestling over the years. It takes a lot to for a straight up in-ring match to really get me going, but I was on the edge of my seat just like, you know, wow, 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 off all these moves. Um and the guys have made it look effortless for the most part. You know, Brody kind of busted his ass when he went for the 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 you know, the cannonball over the top row. But other than that, it was just perfectly executed. Um, and I really dug that one. Um, uh, Marco, what about you, man? What was your best match of the night?
2: Man, I'm going to go, I might go with a couple of sleeper matches. So, uh, definitely, uh, Darby and, uh, Kyle O'Reilly, even though it was a short match, um, they're beating the crap out of each other in that match. Um, the other match I think is a very, very much of a sleeper, which happened right after, after the, uh, Anar- anarchy in the arena is the, um, the three-way tag match. Um, yeah, I thought that was really awesome, man. They, I, I was, I was going in with low expectations for that match, as well. But they, mm-hmm. they all pulled it off, man. Ricky Starks obviously is a star. Um, Hobbs, like that. I think that that all, all of them, that whole, all three teams, I think did an amazing job, man. And they, and they had to follow that, um, that anarchy match. So, uh, kudos yeah. to them. Yeah, no, that's. I think that's gonna be my match of the night. Just a, just as a sleeper match, anyway.
1: Uh, the main event, we saw CM Punk take the belt off Hangman. Hangman's reign ends up lasting just a little over uh, six months. I was definitely bummed to see it happen. You know, it's no secret uh, how me and Sheena, neither one of us, are really CM Punk fans. But the writing was on the wall. You knew this was going to happen. Uh, Marco, what'd you think of the the execution? How how the match went down, and with really no, uh, it was pretty much clean. There was no storyline turn. I kept waiting for the CM Punk heel turn. I thought that's what Hangman was planting the seeds for. Last week, but it pretty much just uh, was a standard match with no twists or anything. Um, what what'd you think of it?
0: I, I, think, uh, I think. we he, saw Marco mark really, the silence. Yeah, Cena really hit, hit the hot. <laughs> <there>. <laughs> yeah,
2: I think um, uh, when uh, Hangman had that like change of heart uh, when he wasn't he wasn't going to use the belt, um, you know, to finish off CM Punk right there. I mean that that gave you like the telltale sign that he wasn't going to turn heel at all. Um, but yeah, I mean, clean win essentially. I mean, there was, there was, I mean, there was some shenanigans going on, you know, with the referee getting knocked out and stuff like that. But I mean, I I think the only way you can't have Punk win is a clean win over Hangman. You can't have, you know, him cheat or him turn heel, um, and you know, do that. I mean, it's, it's too early for him to turn heel if he is going to turn heel, um, it seems like you know
0: he, he's he's already he's already a uh, he's, hypothetical heel with the MJF stuff going on. MJF's the biggest baby face in the world, so Punk, Punk's already a, a heel in the in the minds of the audience. So I mean, essentially, you didn't, even, but, he didn't I mean, even need an overt turn.
2: Yeah, if you if you if, if if I mean, if you're listening to Tony Khan after that presser, uh, he'll 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 say otherwise. <laughs> he's I mean, yeah. the company's on uh, CM Punk's back right now. Um, he is the face of the of the company and. You know, I, I see it for a long time. I don't see him having a having a shirt reign at all. Um, I see him carrying the bell for like a better part of. I mean, probably till the end of the year, going into mm. next year. Maybe into revolution. Who knows? Um,
1: who do you think is going to be his next challenge, Sheen?
0: Um. I don't, I mean, I don't know. Maybe like I guess that I, I, depends on where this MJF stuff goes, dude. I mean, I think there's really a place for him to spark things back up with MJF, but um, I, I don't know. I, it's, it's tough, dude. Maybe Kenny comes back. That could be, that could be cool. Kenny
1: would be cool. I was surprised. It, I guess it really wouldn't have made sense storyline wise. I thought we were going to see Kenny back um, on this one. Maybe we see, we see Kenny back at Forbidden Door, but yeah. I think it's got to be MJF. That's the uh, that's clearly the biggest story in the company right now. Yeah. Um, what were your thoughts on all the uh, behind the scenes drama uh, starting on Saturday, leading into the the work shoot on Wednesday night? I mean, <laughs> well,
0: you already know. I love I love to be worked, and
3: I'm always
1: like, work yourself into a shoot.
0: Know. Oh boy! Wow. Okay. Um, I like to be work when it comes to wrestling. So, um, man, now, now, now I'm all in the tizzy. She's
2: all flustered. Um,
0: but I thought, I thought it was, I thought it was cool, dude. I think anytime that you're kind of just like wondering what the hell is going on, I think it's, it's, a, it's a good sign for wrestling. I, I enjoy it. I think I was a little bit like what the hell is going on when all that information was coming out about him booking flights. And then he missed his, um, his appearance and which I think that was legit. I mean, you know, reading reading the tea leaves, I think that part was legit. And then all of a sudden, you know, maybe they worked it out and then they were like, you know, what, we're going to let you go on and, uh, you know, turn this into a turn this into a work or whatever. But uh, the match was whatever it, it, he got freaking demolished in the match. But the cool thing I think about that is that he he ended up making Wardlow a star, right? Everybody's on everybody loves Wardlow. And then he still didn't lose anything. And he came back and he still... Doing his own damn thing, so he didn't even miss a beat, right?
1: I mean, I don't know. I, you know, I, I know
0: you feel differently about yeah, this. I talked than about I do. in the group
1: chat. I'm never a fan of this is real because I don't think it did. I think it. I mean, Wardlow's a star regardless. I think Wardlow made himself a star just by the way he carries himself and his performance mm, and charisma. True, but I
0: mean, he had he had the biggest heel to play off of, dude. I right? Mean, if but he had been playing off anybody else,
1: MJF gets you know powerbomb ten times and stretchered out. And then he's back on Wednesday. Doesn't even acknowledge anything that happens. Like the I match mean, doesn't even ha- matter. So that's it. Just it kills the. Again, whenever you do the segments where it's like, "Hey, this is real." You know, this isn't MJF. This is Max Freeman. Okay, so why would you ever talk as MJF ever again?
0: I don't because well, it's a show, and we all know it's a show, dude. And yeah. I think it's I think it's insulting the intelligence of the audience to pretend like it's not a show. And I know we all suspend our disbelief. And I do agree with you that not acknowledging the Wardlow situation it does. Take it, take the luster off of the Wardlow match just a little bit, right? Which is kind of which is kind of shitty for Wardlow, right? But I I like this, dude. I like the um I love the drama. And I've been watching manufactured reality shows for over two decades now. And you're supposed to believe that those are real, even though you know there's producers and their are setting these situations up and creating this right. drama. Um, but, that's,
1: but here's the thing. What if you were on that reality show and then all of a sudden chicks were getting in a fight and one of the girls was like, hey, this isn't something the producers told me to say. This isn't is the, me isn't being that real. What,
0: isn't that what the heel? remember the Hills? The Hills came out and they were like, you know, oh, you guys have been watching this show for so long. Like, none of it was real, dude. Like, everybody was our Laguna Beach, not the hills. Was it Laguna Beach or the hills? That, that-
1: I don't know, but that sounds ridiculous, and that's exactly what's happening <laughs> here. So that yeah. sounds horrible. So I mean, I mean, I, I, I'm not gonna say it's not entertaining. It was a compelling promo. He brought the passion, but, but I, I mean, just feel like it's in in some ways it breaks the show. Now, the cool thing about wrestling is there's no off season. There's no time where you got to spend like four months analyzing what happened and determine it. It's hours of new content every single week. So this stuff tends to kind of just drift away and you can forget about it. Um but in the moment, I just I think it takes away from the overall presentation of professional wrestling whatever you do like hey this is real cuz then why again, why should I ever believe anything MJF says again? Well, if I'm really thinking about it.
0: So I mean so you could but you could say like, you know, I, I don't know. There's been other people. I mean, it's, why why does Roman Reigns still say he's Roman Reigns? He came out and said he was Joe when he was announcing his you know did, his leave. And you know, was, so now he's like, oh, I'm I'm sorry, I'm never Roman Reigns ever. But he's never
1: being. done that. Yeah, that was definitely an out of character moment that made sense, and that was a shoot that wasn't part of the show. That, but we
0: don't know that we don't know that the um that the MJF stuff was not a shoot from the from the jump. Yeah. Obviously, there was, there was clearly <clears throat> tension. between him and Tony before all this started like yes it is a freaking work now we're it's definitely a work but there had to be some building like and what he said was not wrong MJF definitely deserves to be paid more and our buddy Sam Rosenthal one of our Foley fan members he commented earlier that you know that's just how contracts work like you know if you're a rookie and you end up doing really well like you know you still have to play out your contract and but I think this is an opportunity to show guys like hey if you come in and we've you know this is your contract like if you come in and make the impact that MJF has made and you put in the work that MJF has done and carried the company, like he said, I feel like there's there's a precedent to be set there for renegotiation and paying people what they're worth. You know what I mean? Exactly, because yeah. the thing about wrestling is you're not guaranteed like you could break your neck and be done for life tomorrow. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I feel like there should be some sort of like guarantee there or some sort of like, you know contract where it makes sense for him to, to keep going, yeah, you know? That,
1: yeah, it's I gotta like do a presentation of that segment on Wednesday night.
0: I mean, I well, I think I think the presentation of the segment, I think the passion there and the I think he's not wrong in what he's saying. And we can all agree, like we've all been underappreciated at our jobs at some point in time, dude. So we're all kind of like, yeah, I feel this. You know what I mean? Like I've I've worked hard and not been paid what I'm worth. I've, I've busted my ass and not been recognized by my boss. You know what I mean? And I think that's something that people can connect to and grasp onto and really just, you know, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I
1: guess maybe yeah, they just would have done a little bit more to better contextualize it within like the kayfabe of AEW. But well, it just
0: ahead,
2: sorry, I'll to say, you. Um, have you guys? I, I would I'll say this. He he definitely should be you know compensated for what he's you know you know done for the company Agreed. since he's been there. Um, there's definitely room for compensation like that can that can happen. I don't see why. Why not? You can always restructure a contract or restructure a deal in a way where he gets paid more. So I'm not sure why that's not happening. But this is this is for for MJF to do this. This hasn't been something that just came out of nowhere. So if you follow MJF at all, um, for the past couple of years, he's been pretty vocal about Tony Khan and what he's being paid and what his position is in the company. Um, this isn't, this isn't something that just birthed out of, you know, in the past month where he just didn't show up. If you watch any of his interviews, um, and specifically the ones where he wasn't supposed to do an interview, um, this is way before all this stuff happened. He's always complained about, you know, not getting paid enough, how much he's, you know, um, obviously better than everyone. Um, and he, 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 he did an interview where he didn't get a um, clearance from Tony Khan or something like that. Um, I forget what interview it was. Oh, yeah, um, I remember
0: when that happened. Yeah, yeah, and that was was, obviously a year ago, right? When did you do that? Yeah,
2: yeah, so he's done that a couple of times. So he, he definitely, I I think he definitely has a like a kind of like a dislike on his shoulder
0: for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Um,
2: and I think that that if you so if you followed all that and you and you watch this like culmination that you know happened this you know last night, then you'll see it. But if you're just looking at it as like, oh, this is another wrestling angle of him just, you know, the rehashing Stone Cold or the rehashing the Bret Hart thing, stuff like that, you're, you're gonna have those like set of eyes on it. But if you follow the whole story and go back and do the research, you can see this has been building for like a couple years already. Um, and I'm not, I'm not giving Tony Khan or MJF that much credit in intricate details of a of a work. For me personally, I'm not, I'm not gonna go that far as to say they planned it for two years straight. Um but you know, I, I think it, I think it's just there's, there's some truth to it. Um, if it's not I all, you, I, just,
0: I just think when Tony saw that there was that much passion behind it, he's like, "All right, let's just pour some gasoline on it, dude." Because the best gimmicks are yourself just turned up to a hundred. That's what Stone Cold Steve Austin says. And if, yep. I mean, if Stone Cold Steve Austin says it, I'll take it as gospel because yeah. he's the he's the best in the biz. And I feel like that's that's truly who MJF is, and that's truly how he feels. And if Tony Khan wanted to, like I said, just throw gas on it and light a match, dude, like that's what he did and yep. we saw how it i mean it got people talking it was something it was interesting i i totally see where you're coming from with it seth like it kind of just diminishes the rest of the show and it felt a little like it jumped the shark for AEW but i also appreciate just going for it you know yeah. and trying something just do it trying something different another
1: another big part of it for me is i feel like to the I guess the presentation to me, I, I think there's a way this could have been done better, but it just felt like Vince Russo era, WCW to me, where like just that kind of breaking the fourth wall, completely destroying kayfabe type thing. And the other issue is this brings us one step closer to Tony Khan being an actual like in kayfabe character and that would be in AEW. Like that, I feel like yeah. if I knew that it was Vince McMahon or Triple H or hell, even Stephanie or Shane on the receiving end of that promo, um, I'd be a little bit more open to it, but I just... I don't know. I, I'm not super excited about where this is going, Jordan. You've been you've been quiet for the, couple, the last couple of minutes on this. What, what's your take on this whole angle?
3: Um, so I definitely think MJF has earned it to be paid more. Obviously, hundred um, percent, man. 100%. His his CM Punk feud and now his Wardlow feud alone deserve yeah. him to be paid more. Christian
0: Cage I mean- makes it makes more than him,
3: Yeah. Dude. It, it yeah, I bet B- makes more than him. That
0: Mark Henry makes more than him. Yeah, Mark well, Henry
3: okay, Henry. so like, okay, so, okay, so somebody brought that up the other day the Mark Henry and then the Big Show thing. Like, dude, those guys have put in their time forever. So whatever they're getting paid is whatever they're getting paid. i, I That doesn't bother me.
0: But, not bring, they're not bringing eyes to the product, though, straight, straight up. You're exactly. not
3: wrong. It's just the problem is, is like when MJF, when they, I, I, this is not me defending AEW or Tony Khan. It is what it is. Um, yeah. It's just like when they negotiated his contract, like nobody really knew who MJF was, right? And, and people
1: barely knew who AEW was when they negotiated his contract. Yeah, and right. was, exactly. He was, one of, he was the same as like Jungle Boy or guys even lower than that Darby. when he first came in, yeah.
3: So I just, I feel like he has definitely earned his spot and it's pretty hard to like argue that he has not been the top heel or one of the top heels, I mean, in wrestling overall in the past I don't know, year, year and a half, whatever, however you want to call yep. it. I mean, Seth hated this dude so damn bad. Um, he won me over now. Yeah. It, it's just, I don't know. I don't mind like the real life aspect of it as much as far as like the, him not talking about the Wardlow match. I don't really care about that. Honestly. Um, just mainly because, dude, WWE has shown us this before. Like Randy Orton got his face burnt off, and then a week later he was completely fine. Like, <laughs> like this is the thing with it's wrestling true. is you kind of have yeah. to, you just kind of have to go with it. Sometimes, I mean, it's not always going to be the greatest thing. They're not always going to tell the greatest story with with post match and stuff like that. Um But I, I don't know, man. I guess running it out. Yeah, MJF should definitely be paid more. I think this is going to be good for everybody involved. If Tony Khan does become an on-screen character, though, that is good for no one. Um, you know, <laughs> unless it's just like, unless it's just like him coming to the ring. Basically to defend his company or whatever, and then MJF just beats the shit out of him. And that's the end of it. Like I'd be I, don't
0: fine. Think, I don't even I, think I, that, dude. I, he just, ugh. I don't but like. I, we were talking I, about it in our chat. Extra cooler was just like, yeah, he's just got the most punchable face. Anyway, well, I, don't if,
1: uh, I don't think. Here's he's how you make MJF out. the biggest baby face in the biz: uh, all out main event MJF versus CM Punk, no. and uh, god, have no. CM Punk put MJF in the sharpshooter. And Tony Khan comes out, ring the fucking bell, ring the fucking bell. Oh my
0: god
2: every single thing that brett does that's uh, all yeah, <laughs> that AEW's been pretty much doing but uh no how
0: do you think brett feels just watching his career like you know play replay out on, on AEW week after week i, I mean it's the, thing,
3: like- the the i didn't really talk about the cm punk thing the thing that's kind of like baffling for me is that brett did decide to go back to WWE like dude uh cm punk and ftr just basically go to bat for this dude every time they walk to the ring right um, mm-hmm. Dude, it just weirds me out that they're doing all this bread shit, and he's not even in the company. Like, it, it feels like they set it up, and then it was just a major fail. That's that's one thing I don't I like. Vince just, I think Vince just. Back the
1: Brinks truck up to or whatever the Canadian equivalent of a <laughs> Brinks truck is and said, Dude, I'm gonna give you all this money just to sit at home. You don't even have to do anything. Yeah, you don't, just, just chill don't your, show up on AEW. Yeah, just hang out Oof. with your beautiful wife and do yeah. cameos and do whatever you want to do. And we're gonna and pay play you. Play
0: your little electronic hockey game.
1: <laughs> and the other thing that Brett's really sensitive to is that you know, Vince owns basically the video footage of Brett's entire career. And since they made amends, they've been they've treated Brett very well um as far as like you know showing off his legacy and stuff and i think brett's very sensitive of getting buried like you know some other guys like how macho man was for mm-hmm, yeah. damn near 15 years and you know to a lesser extent like demolition think about how important demolition was in the 80s and 90s you never hear them get mentioned just because they are yeah. on a, they have bad blood with vince yeah. so i think i think that the money is why brett's uh,
2: and i think i think vince i think vince is trying to get stampede wrestling too on, yeah. the net, yeah. on the yeah, Remember, network. They, they
0: posted it up like a couple years ago on yeah, the network, right it, was, like, it, it was up for like a week, and Brett was like, Oh, hell no, yeah. Pull so, I think,
2: I think he's trying to get that, you know, get that relationship going because so they can get the uh, stampede library or maybe license it or something like that and not uh, completely that would be it. Dope. But, uh, we, got,
3: we got to talk about uh, one thing too about AEW. So, Shivani the other night was so good. So everybody kept trying to do the sharpshooter really badly, obviously. Oh, um, my But God. hold on, hold on. So then Darby does it, and he's like, oh, my God, he's doing the Scorpion Death Lock. <laughs> <laughs> speaking, oh,
2: of, uh, speaking of commentary, here's the other thing that, like, people aren't, like, really talking about is they did not acknowledge at all what happened. The, uh, after, after they came back from commercial break, they didn't say anything about MJF.
1: They oh get, yeah, that's just part of the work. Yeah. Yeah. They want you to make it think it's real, man. Yeah, yeah. It, it's hundred. And they didn't now. post.
0: They didn't post any of the, the photos of it on their official. Like when they released like their batches of photos and stuff, they didn't. They didn't put yeah. any of the photos of the MJF stuff in there. Dude. I
1: agree with you guys. I think there was definitely a kernel of truth, and whether they got back on the same page or at least you know within the same book, they just said screw it. Let's just milk it for what it's worth creatively. Um, I agree with y'all though. MJF's definitely do a new contract. The The dirt sheets are claiming that they're cool to give him a raise, but they want him to sign for more years, and he doesn't want to. He still wants to be a free agent in 2024, like he's talked about so often, and get that bidding war going. And I agree with you guys. I think he's earned it. I think he's at the point where he's earned the right to get a pay raise without having to get any, um, you know, adding on any years to the contract, because he's definitely outperformed that original contract that they signed him to, but...
0: And I think, like I said, I think that that's a really good thing for, for other wrestlers, dude. Like, they know if they get out there and perform and bring eyes and become, like, the hottest ticket, dude, like, that they can negotiate new contracts, dude. I think that's just, and that's good for morale, and that's good for, for business.
1: Yeah. I'm excited to see where this goes. Luckily, AEW's got a lot of goodwill in the bank because they have done just an amazing job with almost all their storylines through the first three years now that they've been going. Um, but they're definitely walking a tightrope because there are a lot of ways that, that this one could could get screwed up um so it sounds like i was kind of on an island being on against it um i'll hit some more negativity one last hot take on aw before we go on oh and i got i'm gonna give the overall owen hart cup now that it's uh we got one of them in the books i'm giving it the thumbs down man i just yeah. uh i appreciated yep. a lot of the reaction during the tournament but i didn't like the overall presentation of it man i thought it was just I don't know. It seemed kind of hokey, man. I, I know that as fans, we should just be grateful for any type of Owen Hart related content we have. But it just didn't seem right, man. Like even the footage they were showing, it wasn't the Owen that that we knew as wrestling fans. It was all his early stuff, which is cool, man. That stuff's great. But you got to see Owen in the black and pink, you yeah, know. Um, yeah. I thought the belts were really awesome. I did love the belts they gave him. Um, but, you know, Adam Cole and Britt Baker, neither one of them have any kind of tie to Owen whatsoever. I would have really loved it to see a Kenny Omega have been the Joker like we talked about a few weeks back yeah. and Kenny Wednesday cuz he he's at least Canadian or even Jericho man. You know Jericho trained in the Dungeon. He, he's probably he may be the last active wrestler left that was trained in the Dungeon. Um have Jericho get in there and win it something
0: or even have Ruby. So like, I think it could have made somebody, I think it would have been a good opportunity for it to give somebody else the, a leg up, you know what I yeah. mean? But they just, yeah. they went with the easy, low hanging fruit with the
1: power couple. With, yeah. With the power yeah. couple. The belts were really, really cool. Um, I'm looking forward to, um, I could see that totally being a ringside exclusive two pack with those. Um, yeah. but the other big thing, like we kind of, we kind of, uh, you know, briefly talked about it earlier. There was no Brett, man. I kept waiting. I feel like that was all they would have needed, man. Like, I, I kept waiting when Martha was talking. I just knew that at some point she was going to be like, and I have someone very special here to help me, you know, present these belts and then have Brett come out, you know, because we've seen Brett in AEW before. He was he revealed the the title originally when they first uh, showed off that the World that Heavyweight Championship.
0: And there's been um, so much, like we just spoke about, so much Brett, you know, um, content. Yeah, it felt like, like this is what
1: it was building towards. Yeah. Um, yeah, they, so, I don't know, it just didn't feel right with, without Brett. It um, didn't. What do she you was guys terrible. think? Did, did, yeah, did.
0: Martha, I, I've defended Martha so many times. You know,
1: same. As, I told I've defended her against other fans when they complain about her not wanting WWE. Exactly. I totally get and respect her, and I want anything to do with WWE, but I'm judging this. I'm judging this basically in a vacuum, man. Yeah. Just a segment by itself with a she's, thumbs down. For she's me. not.
0: She's not made to be on a wrestling program. She no. is a founder of a nonprofit organization. You're like doctor. she's a philanthropist. <laughs> you could tell she was up there giving her like philanthropy speech. I felt like I should be in like a stuffy banquet hall eating a bland piece of chicken and veggies, <laughs> like you know, like donating to this cause or something. You know, she was like giving this like super boring speech, and it felt and, like you know, a work function. It felt like a work function. And I mean, and it was in the middle of this already like over really long pay-per-view so I was just like can somebody hit the wrap it up music on Martha like come, like, what are we doing here and and Adam Cole and Britt Baker were just kind of like looking at each other back and forth like you know like are we supposed to be standing here like what's and happening what about
1: you know, with that super emotional hug he oh, was like my looking God. like she was about to start the crying freaking, oh
0: he was like oh thank you Martha like bowing to Martha and like you know hugging her and like you know it was it was so over dramatic over dramatized and like just beyond yeah are a kid
1: that, dude like let's see like O's yeah I want to see which, oh no! Out, she yeah. said. Remember,
0: she said. Oh, you're right there, oh, yeah, Athena. Yeah. You're. Right there. I'm like. They know where they are, Martha. Yeah. Right.
2: You know what I mean. Like, you, guys are, you guys are forgetting, man. They don't. They're not like in speaking terms. The, uh,
1: the I, No,
0: we're not forgetting. I, I told. No, what I told I, yeah, I, told I, Seth. That. I said. I, knew I thought that, maybe they could
1: have buried the hatchet. You know, maybe yeah. AEW would have. You know,
0: could have united build, them. Yeah, yeah I knew. Purpose. I knew Brett and Martha do you, not. Um, they do not coexist in the same in the same universe. Seth but. and
2: Sheena, you know damn well, Bret Hart holds the the grudge forever. Like, he's never gonna... <laughs> yeah, he's yeah, not mean, can't-
1: the grudge, though. He just wants... She's holding the grudge against the Hart family yeah. because they went back and worked with WWE. Yes. And he has beef with her just because well, he wants Owen to be celebrated like he should be. Like, be in the WWE Hall of Fame. I right? you know. But- having figures, video games, have all... His, you know, just be celebrated. I mean. the yeah. could- they
0: just have different ideas of how Owen's legacy should be. And I don't really think that that's a grudge. I think it's just a difference of opinion and On a an difference
1: important matter. Yeah. And then yeah. difference
0: it's, it's, a, it's, and it's really hard to take one side over the other because one is a, as a brother to brother relationship and one of the husband and wife. And it's just, it's, it's a really complicated situation. And I can't imagine being in that type of situation, but I can see both sides, but I know there's a lot of people who like to just like shit on Martha because she doesn't want, you know anything to do with WWE, and I, I I don't agree with that at all. I think she has every right to. Oh yeah, of course. You know, work with whoever she wants to or doesn't want to.
1: I just think they should have t- TK. If you really want to be the ultimate babyface promoter, like he like he says, man, I think he should have. uh Yeah. I think he should have got Brett. Find a way, man. Find a yeah, way to make it
2: happen. I mean, he could have worked a deal with. I mean, he he could work a deal with WWE, man. Like he had, they could come to some type of agreement where they can use like use like f- Owen's footage or something. They could have, they, if they, if, it, if it was like, if
0: Owen's like, know,
2: was like a how, real, how much,
0: do you think, how much do you think WWE would charge Tony Khan for freaking Owen, like stuff well, in mean, the vault?
2: Well, I Owen. mean, if it was like a real, like if they really wanted to like celebrate Owen and you know, do everything for his fans, they, you, you know, you go above and beyond to try to make that happen.
0: True. I mean, what, but, but Vince doesn't care about that. Vince doesn't care about celebrating Owen. Like, let's be he honest. About making
1: money, pal. That's yeah. what I mean.
0: So I mean, he's making money
2: anyway. If he's, if they're gonna, you know, if there's like figures involved, if there's, I used said like merchandise.
0: But and- right now, he's got exclusive rights to Owen Hart. Um, you know, content. So. Not
2: really, because he can't make figures. They can't even do anything. They're just Dude, sitting off. His- but
0: he's got though. all the video content. And yes, you're yeah. not gonna get merch. But like, you know, I mean, there's enough bootleggers out there that people can get Owen Hart merch. You know, like it's. Yeah. it's- and
1: if I got to pick between owen merch and watching, and watching all the yeah. matches i'm taking the matches so yeah, yeah it's still with Owen Hart's legacy for sure
3: yeah I-, I swear i'm not gonna lie to you guys i thought for sure when martha came out and she was doing all of her stuff i thought for sure we were gonna get like an owen Hart like projection on the stage or something like i oh
0: mean God.
3: i'm just telling you i thought something like that was gonna happen like I, I did not think she was going to stand up there and talk for 20 minutes. I'm like, dude, oh come on, it Martha. Was, it,
0: was, it was painful. <laughs> Wrap it, up. Dude. it was painful. And I was just like, you know, like I said, you guys know, I have as much sympathy for Martha as anybody, but yeah. for
3: freak's sake, dude, like, got, got Tony Khan running out there, coked up Martha, <laughs> on some kind of like muscle relaxer drug or something that just made her keep going. I, it was just a lot. It was like it was the like, scene next in year,
0: next year. I want everyone to show up wearing hats just yeah. like me. I was like, "What it's are like you even talking out. about? What I universe what are the hell you in?" She
3: was in? wearing, anyways. Man, <laughs> she was-, was
0: at the derby. Yeah, she at the derby. was at
2: the Derby.
3: It was the scene in the in Dumb and Dumber where she's presenting the Icelandic snow owls. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and Harry and
3: Lloyd are just sitting at the bar, like what.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah, that was poor. All right. Anybody got any closing thoughts on Double or Nothing before we share our beverage?
0: I think think we we did good.
1: All right, it's time for the weekly beverage break where we go around and talk about what we're sipping on as we podcast this week uh, i'll go first since i probably got the most boring option i went with just a standard miller light this week uh sheena what are you drinking
0: so i'm drinking this um it's called candy crushy it's at a fort row fort monroe virginia um it it's is our old neck of the woods. Yeah, it is um so good. It is a sour, it's so it's a sour ale with peach puree and vanilla and peach gummy rings. Dude, it tastes like liquid like if you've ever had a peach ring, it tastes like sour, liquefied peach rings. It is delicious. If you like Sounds peach, I good. highly recommend. I'm on a peach kick today. Um we we actually peach I had my first sip of knee high peach in probably like, you know, eight years. So yeah, it was it was delicious. You guys ever had a knee high peach? Can't like it it, it yeah
1: it's off. really like a southeastern thing
3: man
0: wow yeah. i didn't know i didn't know people
3: didn't know what any we'll
0: happy <laughs> we'll post it on the instagram so you guys can get i'll try visual.
3: it next week that's yeah. right
0: we'll
1: you one. marco what are you drinking man
0: sipping on an old favorite
2: yeah uh, broken skull ipa what can't go yeah, wrong I, can't with that. That. I have like a stock full of these i think like i'm not even sure why i bought a bunch of them um uh, haven't really, haven't oh, because really
0: nowadays out. everything's on shortage, you have to make sure you always are. You're always stocked, you know. Maybe that's why. Yeah, really
2: haven't been, uh, you know, drinking those, but you've know, been trying out the different uh, uh, IPAs that have been popping up. You know, obviously it's the season; it's summertime, so there's a bunch of limited editions going around. So I haven't been really dipping into the Stone Cold uh, uh, beers, but um, yeah, it's a, it's it's so good. It's still the best IPA on the market. I, mean,
1: yeah, I agree. Try what I having. uh I got to find a spot here in Tennessee that uh, that carries it, man. Uh, Jordan, what are you drinking?
3: I am drinking a beer called Tico Time. It's a tropical wheat ale with passion fruit and pink guava. Mm, it's, uh, sounds, ooh, that sounds like a Hawaii, a
0: Hawaii
3: brew, dude. Yeah, and sounds- it's, it's brewed in Des Moines, Iowa, exile brewing, so it's definitely not a Hawaii beer. but it's, <laughs> It is delicious, though.
1: All right, let's go to NXT Talk. It is time for the third edition of the the revived in your house um I, re- I still think they should bring back the gimmick uh nowadays where they uh you know where they give away a house remember from the first one yeah. where they were calling people on the phone and stuff i don't know if, that probably hurt wwe's quarterly earnings at this point if, to give away a house like that but uh, <laughs> that's
0: true <Very laughs> i don't true. Even think they
1: gave away the house on that first one though i think it was just like uh I think it ended up just being like a two-year lease or something for free is what it was. I don't but think that, they actually gave the, it away. That's where they
0: were calling everybody and they were like, are you watching the pay-per-view? They're like, no.
1: <laughs> yeah. It was, a,
0: <laughs> it was a freaking... It sh- was a mess. Yeah.
1: Uh, Marco, uh, again, we want to plug for on Turnbuckle Tavern Speed, the raw downs for Marco, Young Anthony, and uh, J-Bone go basically damn near minute by minute on the WWE weekly content. Uh, you're definitely a lot more in tune with it than the rest of us at this point. Uh, give us some reasons to be excited for in your house
2: um have you guys followed any of the nxt stuff or
0: i i have honestly been you know last week i said that i um you know i've only been keeping up with um, aew mostly for the past few weeks via the Turnbuckle buckle tavern <laughs> but <laughs> the nxt i have been absolutely blank dark on so um you know looking forward to watching in your house yeah. but yeah, I honestly like I, I couldn't tell you anything that's happened in the last couple of weeks as far as like you know. Yeah, I mean there's
2: a there's a couple of decent matches that are uh, on there. I'm not, i um, so there's one I'm definitely not really into. It's a uh, Mandy Rose, and are you guys familiar with Wendy Chu? She wears yeah. like uh, the pajamas. Yeah. Not a big, yeah. not a big fan of that gimmick at all. But um, that and she, she's actually really good uh, in ring. But I just I just don't like the gimmick at all. But um, that's oh. it. she has an NXT Women's Championship, um, match with uh, Mandy Rose, so it might be good. But I'm really that's that's what I'm not really looking for. Definitely looking at Cameron Grimes and Carmelo Hayes for the North American Champion uh, Championship. That's going to be really good, um, pretty deadly. My new favorite tag team uh, versus the Creed Brothers uh, for the uh, NXT Tag Team Championships. Um, that's going to be uh, really awesome. I, I mean, I'm a fan of the Creed Brothers. As well, um, toxic attraction and uh, if you guys know these names, you probably won't. Katana Chance and Caden Carter. Yeah, you I,
0: we were talk- we were talking about yesterday. I was like, man, I bet if you because I was looking at the card, I was like, if you put some of these people out in front of me in a lineup, I couldn't tell you who some Liz, of these people are.
1: One of them was the old uh, Casey yes. are, right? yeah right? Yeah. Yeah. That's
2: Katana Chance. Yeah, so I don't know why they did a mid. Um, Mid change of her name, but and what's the other one's
1: name? Caden Carter.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, Caden Carter. Sounds like
1: a freaking porn name. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and um, uh, and um, the uh, obviously Legato Del Fantasma versus Tony D'Angelo, and uh, his his two cronies, stacks and two dimes. I'm not sure if you've seen yeah. this. It's kind of like a gang warfare type of match that's happening. Um, uh, I the the match I'm really interested in is uh Joe Gacy. And uh Braun Breaker. Yeah, I saw yeah. that
0: Braun Breaker versus Joe Gacy. Yeah. I didn't even have to like watch the build up for that. I bet that's gonna be a bang. Yeah, Joe, uh, Joe yeah. Gacy,
2: um, if you don't know, kidnapped uh Braun Breaker's dad, uh, which we all mm. know and love. So uh yeah, his his life is hanging in the balance right now uh for this matchup. But um I mean it's a, a, on car, I mean on paper it seems like it's gonna be a really like a decent pay per view. It might surprise us, but like I said, that that Wendy Chew matches Ugh. Listen, I like it's, Wendy it's Chi, funny man. that
0: you say that because I was going to say, I was really excited to see, um, you know, Wendy Chu. She's the, she's like the queen of sleepy style. Dude. That's that's, oh that's my, my gimmick right now. She's still <laughs> my gimmick. It so, uh, yeah, I, I, I love the, uh, the elbow drop, the sleepy elbow drop. On game.
1: NXT's Instagram feed, they posted a slow motion video of her doing the sleepy time elbow drop to Mandy Rose. And like, to me, that's one of those clips that if, you could just show to somebody who's not a fan, and I feel like it'd be impossible for them not to be at least a little bit intrigued yeah. by uh, by professional wrestling. I've, you know, I talked earlier about I thought the MJF promo was some of the worst parts of like Vince Russo WCW. Yeah. I feel like the vibe NXT 2.0s had over the last couple of months is like some of the best parts of late era WCW with these just like goofy gimmicks, yep. like these really campy cinematics, but somehow it all works. And I think the reason it does is because you don't really have anything to break that suspension of disbelief. This is just super kayfabe, like almost new generation era style wrestling. And it's been really good. I feel like it's been flying under the radar, but NXT 2.0 has really kind of found its groove. It's definitely not for everybody. I feel like
2: it's very niche.
1: Yeah. It's at the opposite end of the spectrum from, uh, from like, you know, AEW style, like super serious wrestling and stuff, but it is a fun show and I'm excited for Saturday night and I'm going to kind of make it. It's a, uh, it's kind of, you know, one of my new, you know, my new house resolutions Since I can't do a new year's resolution is to try to make more of an effort to tune into NXT 2.0. Cause yeah. I always find myself smiling while I watch it. Well, um, the thing ahead, is,
2: yeah. So on, um, on the raw down, it, um, actually watching NXT is a, is a, um, is a bad thing. So if you, we do like the prediction championship. So if you lose, you have to uh, review NXT. So, um, we, we, we always get our review from uh, J Bone because he always loses, so he ends up giving the uh, NXT um, weekly review of the show, and he it, it's really funny. But um, like I said, this 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 show is actually going to be I think it's going to be pretty decent. Like I said, not a big fan of Wendy Chu of her gimmick. Um, I wish she went back to the gimmick she had before um, uh, when she was with uh, uh, who was it? <sighs> who did she who did she team up with? She's on. She's on SmackDown. I I, can't tell tell you, bro. I
3: don't Zeta, know but this shit is putting Zeta me to Zeta sleep. Zeta Zay. <laughs> yeah, Jordan, you're not an NXT 2.0 fan. No, I'd fucking rather watch paint dry than watch this garbage <laughs> you guys are talking about. I mean, this is <laughs> absolutely awful. Are you, you gonna like watch? watch are you gonna watch in your house, Jordan? No, I would fuck, I'm gonna mow the grass instead of watching this pay per view. Like, there's literally oh nothing God. I would rather do less than watch NXT right now. <laughs> You don't don't think Braun Breaker's the truth, man? That's it. That's all they got. I'm going to sit around for three hours to watch Braun Breaker? Nah, dude. It's Saturday night during summer, man. I got shit to do.
1: (laughs) I think Braun Breaker, I think he's a blue chipper. And I think Santos Escobar also, man. I think that's the two two guys down there that I could potentially see, like, main eventing pay per views on the main road. You
3: guys let me know. (laughs)
1: <laughs> I think you're gonna be missing out, man. I think you're gonna come back on uh, next week when we review it and be like, man, I, you know, I wish I would have watched it. What, what are you gonna do on Saturday instead? Are you going to the speakeasy?
3: I don't know, man. I'll, I'll do anything rather than watch that, though. I can tell you that. I'll, I'll
1: find something <laughs> to do. Don't worry.
0: Watch Top Gun.
1: Yeah, no watch Top Gun. Top Gun may be a better use of your time, but I don't know. I'll be tuning in, and uh, I'm hope for the best, man. I, I feel like NXT's been delivering here lately. Mm-hmm. Uh, before we move on to Hell in the Cell, let's hear from the two bad chads at the Turnbuckle Tavern.
2: Drop by and visit the Turnbuckle Tavern, where every Thursday, we give you the most in-depth analysis of all things AEW, as well as dive into Impact Wrestling, NWA, and all things Indie. If you like heated debates, compelling interviews, and a shot of nostalgia, you'll love the Turnbuckle Tavern, available on Apple and Spotify. Drink it in. It always goes down smooth.
1: All right, so right after In Your House, we got Hell in a Cell coming up on Sunday. Only one cell match this year, Seth, Rollins, and Cody. Cody's beat Seth on the last two pay-per-views. Uh, Jordan, how do you see this one playing out? I assume it's going to be the main event on uh, Sunday night. Kind of give us a little bit of uh, fantasy booking slash prediction, man. What do, you, what do you see happening on this one?
3: All right, so, so we are the kings and queens of bitching about how they use the Hell in a Cell. This is yeah. a proper use of the Hell in a Cell. This, I agree. This, yep, is, this is what it. you use it for. This is a burn off of a big feud. This is what you use it for. Seth and Cody are going to throw it down. They'll do some cool spots in the cell. Um, yeah, th- this is like the one match that I'm very excited for this weekend. Um, I-, I think Cody's going to win again, though. I just I don't understand the point of him losing at this point. Like, yeah. what, what would like we're just going to kill all everything that he's did with him for the last two months for this? Nah, yeah, he's winning
1: yeah. yeah i hate yeah. i hate to say it but yeah I, I think you're right man i'm excited for this match too seth and edge in the cell was my favorite match in wwe last year in 2021 um but it's not looking good for my boy there's just not there's not a storyline reason to have him win and unless we see something major uh some sort of major storyline shift yeah. um yeah, I, I could see, I could see Seth losing, taking a couple months off, and popping back up, uh, and being more of a SmackDown centric guy once he gets back. But it should be an absolute uh, just hell of a match. I believe this is Cody's first Hell in a Cell match, right?
0: I think. Yeah, so, yeah. this is his first one. Dallas, yeah, right? I
1: couldn't remember if him and Goldust maybe had a tag team one together when they were really having their big run. But, uh, but yeah, this this should be a banger. Um, yeah, th- normally they've been giving us two or three cell matches the last few years, though. But unless they make an upgrade on Friday, this is it. Uh, Sheena, looking at the card right now, if you could book one of the remaining matches to go inside the cell, what would it be?
0: Definitely the women's triple threat. I think that would be the the one. One, because, you know, all three of those women are incredible and they would just put on a hell of a match in the cell. And like we talked about, I feel like Bianca and Becky has enough in the in the bank to really you know justify a a cell match but oscar's kind of an odd an odd man out in this in this feud but
1: she's oscar though
0: but she's oscar yeah Yeah. and you know nobody's ready for oscar so
1: yeah i uh i agree there's not really a storyline reason to do it but if you just want i'm sure it would be a badass cell match um jordan mentioned it we've we've made no bones about it on this show we always bitch about hell in the cell tlc um, to a lesser extent, elimination chamber, but that one makes a little bit more sense now that it's basically tied into WrestleMania each year. Um, Marco, I'm gonna put this. I'm gonna put the spotlight on you, man. Let's get rid of Hell in a Cell as a yearly pay per view. Which WCW or retired WWF pay per view would you bring back to
2: take its place? Um, first, let me let me uh, answer your trivia question. Um, Cody Rhodes actually was in a Hell in a Cell match. Back in two thousand nine, he teamed with uh, oh. Ted DiBiase Jr. Dude, dude, yeah, and you're Marco. right. Wow,
1: Marco coming in with the facts. Man. Yeah, I'm
2: the, oh, I'm the Cody guy. guy you didn't. guys forget? In hot. I'm the Cody yeah. man. Um, yeah, but uh, me, I always say World War Three, man. That's my that uh, <laughs> uh, <my laughs> chaos, dude. Three rings, just empty the locker room into those three rings and just have it yeah. go at it. That's yeah. It, was just,
1: it never really translated on TV the way you wanted it to, but I'm not gonna lie. I was always excited for World War III those few years that they were doing it in uh, WCW, and I loved reenacting it with my uh, with my figures. And with Hell in the Cell kind of coming in like late spring, early summer, now you could tie it in, and just that could be a way for the winner to go to SummerSlam. I yep. feel like they should. I was gonna say King of the Ring, man, but it's in the same vein as World War III. I think SummerSlam's got to be such a big show over the last five or six years. Um, there should be something to have the official, you know, World Championship Challenger Crown for SummerSlam. Whether that's they had it as yeah. King of the Ring for a couple years there in the early two thousands, but they kind of went away from that, where whoever won King of the Ring would get the title shot at SummerSlam. Yeah, um, but yeah, I think something like that to kind of you know, if WrestleMania's got the Rumble and Elimination Chamber, give us something for SummerSlam. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, it's it's worth it, man. Um, and, and yeah, I think I think King of the Ring or World War Three, either one would be. A great choice. The Thunderdome, that would have been the perfect time to bring back World Ooh. War III. The thing oh, about World yeah. War III, it kills the ringside seats, man, because it's always going to be awkward for those ringside seats to try to see all three rings, you know, and it yeah. just takes away some real estate. I think if we, if we were ever going to see a revival of World War III, I think it would have happened inside yeah, that's a good point. The, uh, the Thunderdome. Um, you guys ready to talk some figures? Oh, yeah. All right, let's hear from extra cooler and then we will uh get into all the reveals from double or nothing fan fest
2: hey everyone it's nick better known as extra cooler is there anything better than diving back into the wrestling archives and watching classic matches from the past yes there is it's doing
0: that with your buddies while cracking jokes and enjoying some ice cold beverages If that sounds like fun to you, then be sure to check out my new podcast, The Extra Cooler Show, where each episode, my Survivor Series team and I review an old school match chosen by you, the listeners. The Extra Cooler
2: Show is available wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to subscribe and follow us for new episodes every
1: other Thursday morning. You guys think we just let the beat run through the whole segment? Oh,
3: yeah.
1: <laughs> let it go. Really? I figured you would be like, hell no, Shane. you have all people. I know I
0: hate shit. I hate excess noise like that. I'm always like turn it down.
1: <laughs> Ric Flair drip man, we got Ric Flair's uh, last match coming up. <laughs> Alright, so we are gonna get gonna into play. all the reveals from uh from Double Or Nothing Fan Fest. Uh if anybody wants to follow along just go back to uh this past Saturday and we're just going to go through basically Ringside's, uh, Ringside Collectibles Instagram feed as our guide. So I'll just kind of throw out the reveals and you guys just feel free to kind of jump in with your quick thoughts on on all these. Um, reminder, use code chick to save 10% on all of the amazing pre-orders that went up over the weekend on these new AEW figures. Uh, you guys ready to go? Let's go. Yeah. All right, so we will start off with series one. It's hilarious to me that the person kicking off the supreme line Cody Rhodes.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, did we nope. was there ever any doubt that Cody was going to um be in series 1 of the of the supreme line? I mean, obviously it's it's funny now looking back that he's in WWE, but I, I don't, I don't think Jazz wears or AEW cares because this figure is going to sell. It's like going to sell. Case. It's especially oh, yeah. ironic
1: that it's not an exact match, but it's extremely close to the gear that he wore yeah. at WrestleMania for yeah. his, uh, yeah. his WWE return. What are you guys thinking so far on Supremes versus Ultimates, man? I got to say, I'm pretty impressed with what we've seen for the Supreme being line so it, far. Being
0: able to switch the the bottoms is mage to getting an extra set of pants or trunks or whatever like it really adds value to the figure to my yeah it's
1: a game changer um really really cool these things are loaded with head scans accessories i mean cody comes with two different weight belts a shirt his jacket and you know two separate sets of pants man and i love
0: you know the thing i i've talked about on this show so many times is that i love um how it's just dis- there's not a lot of stuff on the front of the box. You know, elites the have figures s-
1: front and center. Yeah,
0: they have so much marketing on the front of their boxes. Um, but uh, this is straight up just like you know, well,
1: and then the ultimate editions, like I really like the packaging on them, but they almost look like they're like a model set or something yeah. the way it's laid out in the box cause you got the figure kind of offset with all the yeah. extra parts there. This puts the the figure front and center and then you got all the parts on the, the side. Is this the finished
0: packaging? Because like, you know, normally they have like like it's kind of closed off. Like you can see the, the figures on the side. Normally there's like panels there where you can like they'll have like little clear panels on the side where you see the all the extra accessories. Because it does look kind of weird with everything turned sideways. I think you know the I mean?
1: accessory is going to be facing out sideways. That's what I'm yeah, saying. That's, that's what I'm saying. Like,
0: no, but normally they cover that up on the front, so like it would just be like you know coding. No,
1: I think you're going to see it. I think it's going to be oh, super. Okay. I think it's going to be clear all the way around, so you can around. see that way you see everything that you're getting.
3: Yeah, I, it'll, like, it'll, I like that.
0: I do too, I but I like that. it to just have the clear panels on the side where you like turn the box to the side and see. Versus the uh, So versus you have like, something
1: there. So maybe you can. I, I yes. think you, they want you to be able to see everything if you're just walking by on the shelf. You okay. know what yeah, mean? It makes sense. I think they're trying to get the shelf appeal, which I was going to ask, man. Do you guys think we're going to see? So the Ultimate Editions, as far as retail goes, they've never made it to Walmart. They've only been at Target. You think we're going to see. AEW has traditionally been a little bit more heavy at Walmart. You think <laughs> these guys are going to make it to the shelf on Walmart, or are yeah. they going to be. Target like the ultimates or what are you guys seeing for retail? It'll
0: uh, probably be Target, dude. I think I think I think Target has a higher uh, you know What's the word I'm looking for? Clientele? Not, not clientele. No, I mean, just like price point. You know what I mean? I feel Oh, like, I you're
1: feel saying like, the price. Oh, yeah, okay. Like, I thought you were saying, like, people from Walmart will afford these. No, that's not. What you can I'm be
0: saying. honest. You can be honest is, about it is, that. It is. It's a different client. I mean, let's be real. I thought for
3: sure that's where you're going. <laughs> let's be
0: real. No, None of these trailer park <laughs>
3: trash Walmart people can afford this. Is there is a
0: different you clientele can... <laughs> that, can, that chooses Walmart over no. Target or doesn't shop right. at Target at all. You know what I mean? Like, not that I, you know, absolutely love Target or anything, but backtrack. I
2: do. We know, we know Sheena, we know. <laughs>
0: okay. we, way to
3: backtrack it, yeah. Do you
0: guys know how many how many WalMarts I've trudged through to look for figures, dude? I'm not, I, I don't have, hold any grudges against Walmart. Yeah.
1: No. <laughs> um, let's let's go to the other half of Supreme Series One, Doctor yeah, Rick Baker, I was this one looks good. I'm a I gotta say something that kinda kills the buzz on this one for me though. The the other DMD that they revealed in the like the Scott Hall inspired gear, I'm actually more excited for it than the Supreme. Just just based off the ring gear, but this is still a pretty cool figure. Um yeah. what do you guys think?
2: I, I like it you it's you she's like you can go from business to casual. Did you see the rest of the um
0: Yeah, she has like, like her pants on yeah, got her hot yeah. girl
2: pants. Yeah, you have those. You have the the jacket and the shirt and all that stuff. I no, I really like this man. That's a- the
0: head scan. The head scan looks like Brit in twenty years when she's had yeah. like extreme plastic <laughs> yeah. surgery. I was say that like, when she's like great. a Real Housewife of Pittsburgh. You know what I mean? Wow. Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't I love, I love
3: the head scan either, but this yeah, figure is great. I mean, yeah, it's yeah. awesome.
0: Everything yeah. else, the the gear and all the accessories and stuff are awesome. The head scan is not as good as some of her other.
2: Head the scans. belt looks bigger too, like the actual belt. Like the mm-hmm. it doesn't yeah. look as uh doesn't look as small as the. Are the ones in the unrivaled line, it actually looks a little bit thicker. So yeah, no, I'm, I'm on board with this one.
1: We know how, uh, Jeremy rolls, you know, a, a, a uh, you know, what is it? A leopard never changed its spots. Is that it? Yeah. Yeah. Never doesn't change its stripes. What, a, uh, how long before we start getting chases in the Supreme line? Oh, you know, no. it's going to happen.
3: Yeah. Oh no. my
2: God. Yeah.
1: Probably, series. You know what's going to happen, dude. It's going to be like, I feel like it's going to be series one two. of 100s and <coughs> one of 500 series chases in that just to really drive chased, it up, man. One you of know these. who's going to go to resist, man. God, I hope you're wrong. It'd probably, I,
2: I mean. Suck. Yeah.
1: And we love Jeremy, so don't get me wrong. I, I dig it, but I know it's going to happen. And I know it's going to be just some incredible looking figures too. Oh, of the show. Uh, let's move on to Unrivaled Series 11, Jungle Boy. So this is a, uh, he's got a regular and a chase. So the regular's in like the green and tan gear. And then the chase is in uh, purple with a little bit of uh, like cheetah print detailing on it. Um, I, the, the regular one, I could probably take it or leave it. I really, really dig the... Uh, the chase jungle boy though. in the purple.
0: Yeah. The green has leopard print accents too, though. It's got leopard print wrist wraps and, um, leopard print boots, which mm. is cool, but he does have leopard print on the trunks.
2: Mm. Yeah. For
0: the, the chase, the head scan, the, the regular head scan is okay. The yelling head scan. I mean, i I'm notorious on this show for telling you guys, I don't love yelling head scans, but he, he looks like Encino man or something. Yeah, I mean, does. I know, he's like, <laughs> I know he's like a, you know, Kind of like a caveman jungle boy.
3: He looks you know, like sitting. Mowgli from the Jungle Book. Yeah, he's, <laughs> it's
0: it's not a good not a good head scan for sure. Yeah. The one the one with him just like looking straightforward, forward, you know, his stoic face is fine. The yelling one is like his brow is just like too, way too. Heavy or thick or something, it's way
1: too Cro Magnon, very weight,
0: yeah. yeah Cro Magnon, oh, okay. all
1: right. <laughs> all right, up next, uh, also Unrivaled 11 Adam Cole. I got a hot take on this one. I actually like this figure better than any of his WWE releases.
3: I don't think that's a hot take that's at all. Hot. This figure is phenomenal,
2: no, it's, it's no, it's good.
1: I always hated the knee pads they use. They always use like the, the, the freaking gigantic knee sleeves on all his yeah. WWE releases.
0: He, he wears gigantic He knee does, sleeves,
1: but dude. I, you know, dude, I, I get it, right? Make, but it the thing is, the knee sleeves that Mattel gives yeah. the figures, like, they <laughs> never, uh, they're not accurate at all, and they just completely limit articulation. Like, I'm cool with them never using those. Like, sacrifice some realism, because those knee pads just suck. That's that's the worst yeah. thing Mattel does, is those big, bulky knee pads. Um, But yeah, this this figure looks great.
0: It's so funny. I'm I'm literally looking um, on ringside, and the the first comment that I see is our friend Trey from My Damn Toys. He said, "We need that neck to come down a little bit. (laughs) It looks like Adam Cole's neck is. He does
1: got a little bit of giraffe neck going on, but there's time (laughs) to fix that. They may have needed to do that to make that uh, that like hard shell leather jacket fit underneath his hair. Oh yeah, uh, Uh, yeah. um,
2: it's, I mean, got, a a smaller, they it's got a little they, bit of a taller on it. I mean, they get the scale right in size. He is pretty small, so that's that's wow. that's one thing. All right, right.
0: <laughs> we're not we're not having this conversation tonight. Okay.
2: All right, unrivaled eleven,
1: Penelope Ford. I'm like, eh, yeah, it, it's yeah. it's cool. She's a new character, so I definitely got to get her. But yeah, it's not really moving the needle for me without a Joy Janella on the way.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah, it's, it's, yeah. Just move on. Ba- basic broad number five.
1: Kip Sabian? Anybody uh running down the uh beating down the the aisles to get Kip Sabian? Yeah.
0: No.
3: Move it on.
1: Jordan, I know you want this one, Red Velvet.
0: You know Jordan, I have this day That's one. That's pretty ish. cool.
3: Move it on. Keep
0: going. <laughs> oh, Red Velvet.
1: Okay. So next up we got the Ringside Exclusive Jim Ross. So oh. I'm glad yes. JR is getting another figure. I, we I,
0: need I it. Have a hot take. I, know,
1: I hate the execution on the jacket. I don't yes. know why yeah. Jacket like that. I don't know what's going on with that torso, Awful. man. Like,
0: you think it's gonna be like that for? It is. Yeah,
1: I think. I, think it's yeah, be yeah like definitely. That. Is. <laughs> that's the, just the design choice I guess I that never they really made. Even looked
0: at that. Yeah, it is. They did true. it for all of them. Yeah. They did
1: it for him, Tony Schiavone, which is horrible because that's our first which ever Tony is. figure. Yeah, and Excalibur. Like that's the choice that they're going for with their like suited figures instead mm. of uh, instead of what Mattel does, man. Yeah, yeah, I don't,
0: this is not great. I mean. I mean, my thing is you're already
1: doing all the brand new tooling because right, because it's unique tooling that he's got up there. I don't know why you wouldn't just make a generic suit jacket like they went through a lot of trouble to make this figure in this way. Like this wasn't something that they just were lazy on. They actually did more work to uh, to make it look like this. Like, I don't know. I'll probably be sticking with my Mattel Build-A-Figure JR. Yep. Same here. All right, we got from Unmatched Series 5, the chairman, Sean Spears. I'm not a huge Sean Spears fan, but I'm excited to get the entire pinnacle with the uh, the white and purple and gold gear. Yeah, That's I do like thing. the white
0: and purple.
3: That's about all you can say about this figure. Just move on to the next one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> LJN
1: Darby. What about this one? I know this one's got to get you excited, and This
3: Jordan. is dope. I love this figure. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. That's yeah, this was check. originally
1: supposed to be in uh, – I believe Unmatched Series two. I can't yeah. right remember Series or no Unmatched Series. was three was or three, two. Three. But they uh, it was three. Yeah, but yeah. they had scale issues. They had to get rid of it. Um, or had to postpone it. Anyways, up next we have also from Unmatched Five, Sammy G in the Inner Circle Blood and Guts Gear. Um, yeah. definitely getting this whole set, man. I think it's uh, it's gonna be pretty cool to have those guys all set up together. Yep. Another Penelope Ford figure. Penelope Ford is somehow getting two figures. I guess they're going to make her with the chase in Unrivaled 11. I guess that's one way to uh, to move some figures, but I don't know why with all the memorable attires and moments in uh, AW so far, we're getting Penelope Ford as a chase.
0: Yeah, ridiculous.
1: We needed that. Got- yeah. <laughs> got Blood and Guts, Jericho. Another Darby. You got Darby from the, uh, I believe this was from the um the cinematic match the human and was, Sting yeah. had. Yeah. 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 What about this one, Jordan? You this one?
3: We did need this one to match the Sting. So yes, yes. I'm feeling yeah, this. Yep.
1: Got Drip God, Kenny Omega. They can yes. make some sweet Seth Rollins customs off of this thing. I'm probably yeah. passing on this one, though.
3: Yeah, not my favorite,
1: Kenny. Did either of you guys grab the, uh, the Shop AEW, Kenny? Yep. Yes. Nice. Yeah, I got one on the way as well. I just I hope they start getting if they're gonna do releases, man, give us something new. Like this is the same figure we already had, just with a cool t shirt and in a cool box, man. Yeah. Like I don't know. I, I guess AEW is just all about the chase. Uh what do you guys think of Daniel Bryan, aka Brian
3: Danielson's first AEW figure?
2: I hate his face
3: scan so much. Yeah,
2: his face scan isn't
3: the greatest. I, I really don't like it. The yelling one is god awful. The yeah. yelling
0: one's terrible. What's up with that nose? I mean, that's like, that, he looks like a character on Guess Who. <laughs>
3: <Yeah>. <laughs> that's so bad.
0: Um,
1: I, uh, dude, I still think Elite, you know, if you get a chance, fire up Google Images. Look at Elite 38 Daniel Bryan. I still think that is the definitive Di- Daniel Bryan figure, man. And that's over damn near 60 Elite series ago. And, uh, you know, clearly the entire AEW line. So I don't know. I feel like there is a better Daniel Bryan figure to be made, but it ain't this one. Yeah, uh, we got Sammy G in the red gear that's pretty cool I, I, I like this figure um, I think his, his original was just in black gear
2: right yeah it's, yeah, it's, it's literally trunk. the same
0: yeah. figure this face scan though I mean the, the tongue out again I don't like tongue out figures either but it's he looks he looks like he's been hit by a car more so than he's like sticking his <laughs> tongue out emphatically you know he I mean? looks like, like dead sh- Sammy yeah he looks like, yeah, he looks like, he looks like a roadkill Sammy like it's just not not great. Like the tongue's kind of off to the side instead of just being like straight out, like all like, you know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we uh, get it.
3: Know. We have yeah.
0: another...
3: Yeah, the tongue, <laughs> placement.
0: tongue placement is very important. Wow.
1: <laughs> and she do like worked also. So. <laughs>
0: uh,
1: we got another Darby with the tree face paint scheme and the uh, the pink wheel skateboard. That's pretty cool. I feel like Darby's one of those guys. His figures are always going to sell.
0: He's like he's like the Finn of AEW. Yeah.
1: To me, though, he doesn't... It, you know, the one thing I say, Finn is constantly going like really unique with his face paint or with his body paint, at least the first few years he was. I feel like Darby's, a lot of times, it's, just, it's always just black and white. So Beats it kind of just color, fades yeah. in. Yeah, he needs to do, do some things a little bit different. A lot of trees. Uh, a lot of trees. Lots of trees, bro. Big tree guy. One of the biggest tree guys (laughs) in the biz. Big big
3: Bob Ross fan. Big Bob (laughs) Ross. Uh,
1: Supreme Series Two Kenny Omega. Like I don't really know what you could say to add to this. This is the definitive Kenny Omega figure. Yeah, looks awesome. The only the only thing that would make it better is if you somehow had a. you know, like all eight belts he had from the height of his belt collector yeah. phase in there with him, but
0: very very vascular. They really gave him some, some big veins. Yeah. This is build. Kenny
1: from like circa 2016 in uh new Japan. This isn't modern day Kenny, but he still looks good,
3: man. Yeah. yeah. That figure is incredible.
1: Up next we have what is, I don't know if these are going to, I'm assuming these are going to make it out in 2022. If it comes out in 2023 though, uh, you know, whatever year it comes out, I think it's going to be the figure of the year. The yeah. Supreme Malachi Black. Dude, this yeah. figure
0: is so insane. I was telling Seth when we first saw this. I was like, how is it that Alistair Black and Malachi Black, they, they legit always have the show stealing, like, most epic figures oh, of yeah. the year. Like, it's just I think incredible. this one
1: takes it even. In, I mean, yeah, he has. He had great WWE figures. I think this one takes it to a whole nother yeah. level from what he already had, man. The masks. All the different heads scans, the face paint. Like I feel like any singular one of the combinations that you can make with this the Supreme figure would be just incredible. But the fact that you're gonna get all this in one release is just crazy. You yeah, get them the with the, the texture trunks. on the
0: boot. Yeah, you get the trunks and the booty shorts. Yeah. And then you get the, the the texture on the boots is just awesome, dude. I just and love you get the two detail. different masks,
1: dude. You yeah. get the freaking yeah. the entrance, the like the blue and gray entrance mask. then you get like the smaller antlers, like I don't know. I mean, is there? Does anybody have anything at all negative to say about this figure? Like, no. I think it's
3: perfection. No, yeah. that's that's going to be Great. one of the best figures ever. Not just figure of the year. That's going to be one of the best figures ever. Yeah, that's that's First definitely of all, Hall of Famer for sure.
2: That's definitely going to have a chase. Jeremy Padaro is definitely making a chase figure. <laughs> that one. Yeah. That's going to be one of them. It's going to be Malachi. I don't like it. He better not.
1: <laughs> you know, we got. I don't know if you guys remember the next ultimate Goldberg has got. um he's got a little accessory where you can make it look like he's blowing the smoke out of his mouth. We need something similar with the black mist for, uh, uh, Malachi. That's
3: definitely what that Goldberg looks like. He's doing.
1: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He's blowing something. (laughs) Up next, we got CM Punk's debut figure with AEW. he's in the trunks and got an AEW jacket on two big thumbs downs for me. I I will not be getting this figure.
0: Uh, it's, uh, this is before he went full blown old man. Uh, AEW I CM mean, Punk. I feel like I feel like he aged like twenty years in two weeks. Yeah, and, but uh, yeah, this is when he first came in. It's, it's cool. A cool figure. I, I mean, I think I mean I, I'm not I'm not offended by it.
2: Yeah, I mean, if you want a CM Punk figure, definitely um, pony up the dough for the uh, Elite Series 16. I would say, yes, if you want the definitive yeah. CM Punk figure. Um, I think
1: I'm actually going to be selling that figure pretty soon. So, yeah, I agree. If anybody wants a good CM Punk figure, get Elite 16 CM Punk. I think I'm about to yep. sell all of my CM Punks besides the Straight Edge Society and the, uh, the ringside exclusive what? ECW CM that? Punk and the Red Punks. What I hate CM that? Punk, man. CM Punk <laughs> has moved up to number one on my shit list of professional wrestlers.
3: <laughs> wow.
1: Fuck CM Punk.
3: Oh, all, right. All, right.
1: all right. Moving on, uh, moving on hey. to, uh, you know, speaking of CM Punk... I think it's funny, man. There's definitely, uh, if I'm being like putting my critical hat on, there's definitely better figures that were revealed. But as far as personal favorite, this next one is second to the Malachi black Supreme, the Hangman with the cowboy shirt and the, uh, you know, the pitcher of beer and stuff. I fucking love this figure, man. I, I cannot wait to add this to the collection. I'm
0: pretty sure I'm on the record on this show saying I wanted a cowboy shit, like full blown, like street gear. Um, Adam page. This is cool. Um,
1: it's really exciting because this was originally revealed back at um, at Revolutions Fan Fest, but it was just black and white. The shirt, it was a different shirt. It was just black with some white detail and stuff, yeah. but they wouldn't add the teal and the red on it. it really makes it pop.
0: But didn't the, I mean, didn't the series Four uh, Hangman come with like the pitcher and the glass? Yeah, they've done yeah. the
1: accessory before, yeah. but this is the first time we've got him in his jeans and cowboy shirt.
0: Yeah. Uh, I do like the, the, you know, like I said, the casual wear.
3: Great.
1: The uh, the Street Fighter, uh, Young Bucks and Kenny. I have got Matt and Nick on pre order at GameStop. I passed on the Kenny just because I'm I'm not a gigantic Kenny Omega fan. Although I have grown to appreciate him a little bit more over the last over the time that he's been gone. Um, Anybody, Jordan Marco, you guys got these on pre order yet or no? Yeah,
3: yeah, I have all three on pre order. I passed. Why does Matt Jackson look like he got hit in the face with a cinder block? Yeah, agree. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Oh no, he definitely
1: looks like he got messed up. Um, CM Punk, MJF, and Sting wrestling buddies. That I don't know why that Sting wrestling buddy was at Fan Fest. That thing's already on the shelves at Walmart. Yeah, that's
2: kind yeah, have of you guys weird. been
1: seeing that in your area. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I'm kind of out on these wrestling buddies, man. I just uh, I thought they were they they need to be a little bit bigger, man, yeah, to match the to scale of the original ones. Yeah, these I are his like uh, Queens. Yeah,
0: <laughs> definitely. I like my buddies big. Uh,
1: <laughs> how you guys feeling about the Series
2: Three Supreme Lucha Bros? Probably, the, that's, probably be, that's probably gonna be the best figures ever created.
0: I yeah. mean, the with the uh, you know the headdress and all that alone, dude, and the the Letterman jackets, Letterman jackets, letter
3: a head scope, so cool. That's phenomenal. Like we yeah. were begging for these that night of the pay per view and. They certainly delivered. These are awesome. Yeah, they, Finally, they look they tremendous.
2: they have the two hands for uh, Penta, so he could do the the zero middle like because yeah. because they don't. It's only, uh, only just one, one hand, yeah. but this so one you just do both.
0: zero 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 zero. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> you got uh, Santana and Ortiz with the dead presidents Super face paint cool. for the uh, for the uh, inner circle blood Love and guts. It. Love it. Another right. Malachi Black. This one looks like it's just going to be uh, just a regular one. Um, yeah, all the bells and whistles come with the Supreme. Really cool looking Ruby Soho yeah. figure. Yeah. She's another one that she has it. not had a bad figure yet across WWE or now AEW. Yeah. Brody she she a su-
0: had a killer NXT figure in um, yeah. WWE. Yeah.
1: See, look at how they executed the Brody in the suit, man. I don't know why they couldn't have done something similar to that with... Uh,
0: with Jim JR
1: and, and Excalibur and Tony yep, Schiavone. Perfect. The Brody suit figure, that's how it should be done. You still got the torso crunch, but yep. the suit's not all broken up like that. that, I that just,
3: Brody's great, too.
1: Yeah, that is really cool. I'll probably pass on it just because I don't know if I need a Brody in a suit, but it is a really cool figure, and it's good to see him still still popping out Brody figs. Dude, his head um, scan comes
3: out so good.
0: Oh, yeah, it's awesome. Oh, yeah, yeah. It looks It's like one of the best AEW head scans they have.
1: He's another dude that's got just really, really cool figures. Uh, there's going to be an LJN CM Punk. Um, let's jump to. Uh, we got a bunch of just grayscale renders that, uh, w- you know, we won't go into discussion on those just because, uh, you know, we don't know what they're actually really going to look like that much yet. Again, exclu- ringside exclusive Excalibur and Tony Schiavone coming. It's great that we're getting a new Tony, even though he kind of looks horrible with how they've done the torso on his figure. I want to jump to probably the biggest reveal from it the Owen Hart. So. I'll, I'll go last. Gina, you could kick it off. What's your <laughs> thought? About that? Let, let's let's stay away from the one that's going to be in the main line. Mm-hmm. The ringside exclusive Owen. You can see a mock-up of the packaging and all the accessories he's going to come with. This will be the last <laughs> figure we discuss from the AEW reveals. What it's, do you think of that, Owen?
0: It's cool. It's the first Owen. Well, I guess besides the micro brawler. <clears throat> excuse me. It's the first Owen figure that we've had in a long time. However... Again, like we talked about with the Owen Hart tournament, it just doesn't hit the same, dude. Like Owen, not in the pink and black, or even the blue 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 blazer gimmick. You know what I mean? Like it just doesn't hit the same. Like it's just, you know, I don't know. It looks like jo- he looks like Johnny from, um, you know, Karate Kid. Yeah, I mean, this could this could easily be a Johnny figure.
1: True. Yeah, I'm. I'm not. I mean, again, it's cool we're getting this one, but. I don't know. I don't. Anybody that's acting just over the top excited about it, I feel like they're just trying to convince themselves, man. I, it's, we need black and pink, even if it's just generic. Even if you can't have any of the logos, it's just yeah. a black and pink singlet, I feel like would have worked. Um, yeah. I don't know. Jordan, Marco, what do you guys think?
2: <sighs> do you want to go first, Jordan? or It doesn't matter. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm going to pass. That's a pass for me. For this Owen figure, um, I was actually talking to one of my buddies about this, and he he collects figures as well, and he's not he's none too happy. Uh, My buddy Jay, he uh he's very disappointed at uh at the uh, obviously you get like you guys have said, there's no it's it's Owen, but it's not Owen. It's not the Owen that we know. Um, obviously we can you
0: can
1: a heart on the front of the box. Yeah,
0: there's just there's just a disconnect here. You know what I mean?
2: Like it's just it's, it's a. Obviously, and there's
0: hearts. They have the they have the King of Hearts logo on the side of the box. Like yeah. the little heart with the crown. You know? And then you uh, get
2: this, just
1: oh yeah, shit, I just don't notice that. Yeah, with the pink heart, dude.
2: Yeah. I mean it, it, it it's you know, it's like it's Owen, but we it's not the Owen, like I said, we, we know in love, and it's like I don't know. It's almost
0: like Let, a- me, let me read the comments. I'm going to scroll the comments. Keep talking. I'm, gonna I'm, it. I'm, hoping, like I'm hoping
1: that this is just a Dude. sleazy ca- cash grab because they know everybody's going to buy the first figure anyways, regardless. And then they can drop the one everybody really wants later on.
0: Yeah. Somebody said, nice Johnny Lawrence action figure. Dope. Yeah, man. And then somebody said, yeah. Yeah. He wasn't called the King of Hearts back then.
2: No, he <laughs> was yeah. Exactly. Exactly. That's the other yeah. thing like if this is and that and the title is obviously uh, replicating the stampede title correct North American. The yeah. North American yeah so like I don't know man yeah but like I said it's a pass I mean obviously I mean as a collector I want to you know obviously do the do the nod and you know buy it because you know it's a it's a new Owen figure but it's it's not Owen essentially or well, not the Owen yeah. that I that I know anyway
3: I mean i'm gonna buy it is it my favorite thing no but i mean dude it it still is buying an owen hart elite in the end so i'm gonna buy it just for that reason i don't i don't like i said i don't think it's the best thing ever but still owen i know it's not the one we all wanted but hopefully it leads to the one we all want
0: yeah somebody said i'll add this uh, to my uh, bruce hart collection
3: yeah, it would make a killer Bruce Hart,
1: especially if you just swap it out with a regular le- uh, leather jacket. <laughs> You're all set for that Bruce Hart first time in the line. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Sorry to bring it in on a down note, but yeah, it's just not it for me. It's
1: haters. still cool, man. It's still a good thing. I mean, I'd rather, I'll take this over nothing if this is the best we can get. Um, yeah. It is neat to have it on releases. Like I said, I'm just, I'm still hoping it's just a cash grab and the real, the one they know everybody wants. Comes I mean, and the cool, the cool thing
0: road. is, is that you do get a, um, a blank head scan with no, um, head wrap. So yeah, you can, the, can make it easy to the do the some customs. customs, you know? Yeah. The-
1: yeah. All right. Let's hear from, uh, J bone at coming down, Isle.
2: coming down the aisle. Do you want to feel the war of the crown? just we'll strap on those spandex honeys, and listen to the coming down the aisle podcast hosted by me, J bone. Each week, I have a guest ranging from wrestlers, podcasters, and even some family members. The guests pick the match, and we talk about it along with their fandom. Also, each week I provide my analysis of the wide world of wrestling and some figure talk. So get on, it up, and subscribe to the Coming Down the Aisle podcast on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get podcasts today.
3: Ooh yeah, dig it!
1: JP's team still a bear. I don't care what anybody says, man. Um, so quick random merch of the week update. So about two years ago, we were keeping up with it. Um, every single week, Macho Man Randy Savage's ring worn gear from the original Spider Man movie when he played the character Bonesaw was yeah. up on. Yeah. Uh, we had been doing updates on it. You know, it was kind of just a running thing we had on the show. We it was it was the legit feature for random merch of the week where we kind of just scour eBay uh, and just find different stuff to share with you guys. Uh, we'll put the, the link to this product in the show notes again this week, but, uh, but yeah, a couple of years ago it was on there every single week and then it was gone. It's been gone. And I just now noticed it popped back up today. So unfortunately I tried to go back. I don't, I can't find what the original seller was. So I don't know if, um, if it sold, yeah, if it sold. yeah. Now I do remember that it was going for about 20 to 25,000 mm-hmm. bucks back in 2020 when it was on there. Now it is listed if you want to own this piece of movie and wrestling memorabilia for the low, low price of $75,000 with free shipping, though. There is free shipping on it. But, uh, Not bad. But yeah, 75000 Shipping's so. expensive nowadays, dude.
0: That's so, yeah, I
1: don't know. In my, uh, it, you know, I'm sure I, most likely it's probably the original seller. They probably just kind of gave up on moving it and put it on the shelf and then brought it back out. But, it, you know, in my mind, I, I, I'm telling myself the story that, you know, somebody fucking bought this thing. Somebody that listened to the Chick Foley show found out about it and bought it. <laughs> and now, two years later, they're like, God, what the fuck am I doing? I'm never going to financially recover from this. Let me just throw this thing on eBay and see what I can get.
3: KFA okay, so, Bowie.
1: So, uh, <laughs> yeah so it's on there for seventy five thousand. so yeah. i don't I, I don't know that's a lot of money for this i don't know if i would pay like i mean i, I don't got the money to pay anything close to that for any kind of memorabilia but if yeah, i was no, i probably playing would. around with that kind of money i feel like for seventy five thousand, like i better have like some like some gear that macho man won the world championship in not yeah. freaking bone saw i mean I'd yeah
2: pro- it's a it's i mean it's a it's a i mean that movie's iconic man it's a, it's, a, it's it made, was a
1: memorable man. scene man yeah. i think but to me, man, if like somebody brought this to my door and we're like, what we pay, I think I would do a hundred, man. I know that sounds insulting, but to me that's what 100? it's do, I would do hundred. Yeah. Jordan, what would you pay for the bone saw gear if someone offered it to you?
3: Mm, I'd probably pay a grand
1: for it. Yeah. Sheena, <laughs> what's your price?
3: Low like crazy, she, knows
1: that she would pay for it. How about you, Marco?
2: I mean, it's it, it's you're,
1: you're buying it and you can't resell it. It's just you, this is what you're gonna pay to own this for the rest of your life.
2: Oh man, yeah, it's kind of,
3: yeah, come on, Marco. Talking about us lowballing. I'm, I'm gonna go, but I'm gonna go
2: 25, how it originally was. Maybe you're 25. gonna pay 25 grand for this. It's, it's it's worn by Macho Man and it was in a movie. That people what. The for
3: seventy-five grand, I better get the fucking dashboard of the fucking Wrangler he was driving when he died. <laughs> oh Yeah. <my God>. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so ready? If okay. I'm
1: paying seventy-five grand, I better go. They better go back wow. and on any future fucking re-release or streaming release of this movie, I'm CGI'd into Bone Saw's yeah. fucking costume. They with, like, the, uh, yeah, Toby uh, better hand deliver this shit to my house.
3: Exactly. Yeah. My out
1: They and do, do it. Exactly. And
3: <laughs> Reenact the scene, dude. They do yeah. like a deep
2: fake of your face on the movie. For yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. out in his backyard in the bone saw gear. Yeah. Yeah, I'm wearing this, I'm rocking this gear, dude. Seth's doing an upside down. She <laughs> walks, yeah. walks in from the store, says doing flips off the nugget in this gear. <laughs> I'm, I'm, man, I'm, I'm hitting the clubs in this gear. If I buy that, <laughs> I'm wearing that. Right? Oh
0: Definitely during the summer, right.
2: it's a tank top.
0: Yeah. yeah. Downtown (laughs) Boston Yeah. All right, Sheen. We
1: get any listener mail for this week?
0: Oh yeah. (sighs) All right. Our good buddy Randy Smith says, "What's your favorite gift you've received from each other?" I'm going to say, I, I loved, Marco commissioned our buddy Nick at Extra Cooler to draw me in Bret Hart Hasbro form, and um, that was a very thoughtful, is amazing Is that about the whole podcast
1: gift. crew, or is he talking about me and you?
0: Just just like, uh, you know, like if we've received gifts from one another, like at the podcast crew. Mm. I'm assuming that's what he means. He didn't specify, I, but that's nah. the way I took it. Sounds I like it. I took it, like, you know.
3: So. The best gift I've received is you guys' friendship. Friendship
0: oh yeah, jordan, oh, jordan. yeah
1: I, I can't i can't top that so i'll just repeat jordan's answer
0: yeah The uh yeah, the the best gift jordan ever got to, received was getting to clean out my uh holiday closet because there was a mouse in there
3: i mean, I mean we <laughs> were in hawaii so i mean there's worse places to clean out a closet
0: <laughs> that's true marco you got a favorite gift um yeah, I mean
2: Jordan stole it, but if we have to go with physical things, I'm probably gonna say um, the the Mustafa Ali and Rey Mysterio that you sent along with the uh, the Sean T book and the uh, the handwritten note because it took you like half a year to remember i
0: was <laughs> back before we had i was back before we had stamps.com she is
2: an all
1: time procrastinator no, like, like, It t- would take 5 minutes to fucking do not so <sighs> come off, like three months yeah, no,
0: just- listen listen we so we you know we got stamps.com we were, you know we were firing off shipments like i could get in there and like you know knock out shipments in no time and then we've been without our stamps.com and i went and got a figure for our buddy uh James, or I call him JCC, James Cody Canterbury. We went and got a figure for our guy, J, JCC in the group. And uh, I just kept saying like, dude, I'm sorry. I haven't shipped it yet. I haven't shipped it yet. <laughs> like I was feeling like Super 7, you know, just hanging on, hanging on to his figure. When I actually have to physically go to the post office, it's going to take me he like little
1: bit. He actually passed month. away waiting for this figure to get shipped. And <laughs> we're oh, just, we're
0: just
1: sending it, we're
0: sending it to you. his <laughs> now for them to handle it. <laughs> oh my but god. Yeah, yeah, it was, so special, um,
2: thanks. yeah nah, special thanks. Yeah, thanks for, thanks for to your Jay patience, James. Appreciate it. It was ready. um, you no, know, it was. I think it was like the first, the first like kind of like payment for being on the show. Like when I started, when I started on the show, and she was like, yeah. "Oh, we're gonna do these two figures and all this stuff," and then it was like six months later. <laughs> <laughs> that she um, Listen, it was six months. It was like I don't even know. I don't even remember. But going, to
0: that, going to that Oahu, Honolulu post office was, yeah, the, it absolute, was, a chore, it was the It was a pit. it was it was the the company with a nice it. note yeah. and
2: stuff, which was which is yeah. Yeah. Well You I think, know,
0: I, I, I always send a little bit of extra love if, I, if I'm going <laughs> to procrastinate on something. I always try to make up for it with uh you know with love and extras. So um Zach Kurtzler says, I think we need some food talk. Favorite oh, dessert yeah. to eat. Gotta go, ice cream, dude. Anything ice cream related, I, I I'm there. here for it. I love me a, I love me a good Dairy Queen Blizzard
3: with extra toppings mixed in. That's a
0: pretty pretty fine dessert. In so my opinion.
3: this is talking like we can have any dessert we want, like and, yeah, and, and you're, you're you're grown ass
0: man, you and, have any and
3: you're going like straight to ice cream. You ain't gonna pick like some souped up dessert like some creme brulee because that's where I'm going.
0: First of all, I don't need no bougie ass creme brulee. Hey, no, all then, right, you know, relax. <laughs> creme brulee comes to you in like the size of like smaller than a coaster
3: you hey, know what i mean you can make like, creme brulee at fucking costco what are you talking about bougie ain't nobody bougie
0: well yeah that's true i guess you can't you can't yeah. get mad at creme brulee uh, you
3: relax me. you know about your bougie
0: well i'm <laughs> just saying if, if you're eating costco creme brulee over a dairy queen blizzard then you are missing out on life like straight up well,
3: well then i guess my life is meaningless
0: do you have do you have dairy queens in nebraska
3: yeah nope we just milk the cows in the field and uh come back churn some butter
0: (laughs) i don't know i don't know if dairy queen's like
3: regional or like that's a nationwide you guys
0: have never heard of of (laughs) me high peach so i I would assume i have to ask nowadays like you know what what you have out there what about you seth what's your favorite dessert Oh my! Okay, never mind, Marco. What's your favorite? I'm like not really, I'm not really much of
1: a dessert guy, but when oh, I do, day, yeah, there's one flavor of pie that I keep coming back to. You. Okay,
0: Marco, what is your
2: favorite? <laughs> oh, oh my god! I think I think you mentioned that before. I think uh I think Seth has mentioned uh, uh, oh, my favorite flavor of pie. What can I say? The, old, the old PT pie, as we like to call it. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, go with, um, let's see. I do, I do like a good cheesecake. If you know, if you're familiar <laughs> oh, with the
3: yeah, <laughs> um, if you're familiar really with like the, uh, go back in the, the archives
2: off. and uh, you can you can see why. But um, I'm a, I love chocolate mousse <laughs> as well. a, a oh. nice chocolate mousse, man. Just a sh- all that sugar. Just
0: listen, you can you, you can have chocolate mousse, mousse cheesecake, dude. You go to cheesecake factory, you yeah. Have the chocolate exactly. mousse cheesecake. That's that's really where it's the two. Of course. Oh God, now I'm hungry. Uh, Aaron Cockamole <laughs> says is Seth really catching all those fish or is he just reusing the same one day after day? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was thinking the uh, same thing, one, dude. No, I'm joking. One yeah.
1: thing, unfortunately <laughs> about being uh, freshwater now, instead of being a saltwater fisherman, you are kind of limited on your species that you're catching. And I've, I went to another pond across town um, once since we've been here in Tennessee. And then I was really fishing like two or three spots in Kentucky. So it's just kind of a product of being a freshwater fisherman, dude, you're only going to have like three or four different species. And, the pond we've been going to is, like slap full of uh,
3: like bluegill, little small man. bluegill. Yeah, so
1: yeah, that's really all you catch. We actually caught a big ass catfish today, but yeah, for the I most caught a part, a
0: little tiny bass out of there.
1: Yeah, Sheena caught a bass out of there. Um, until uh, un- until we get the house all the way set up and me and the Brett man can start venturing a little bit further out, hitting some little rivers stuff around here. It's pretty gonna be a lot of bluegill. But I appreciate everybody. The following I do appreciate along, all yeah. the uh, following along with the streak and stuff. So. Hopefully, I keep it going.
0: Yeah. For those who don't know, Seth's trying to go 100 straight days, catching a fish for 100 straight days. He he hit 25 today. So, uh,
1: quarter of the way there. Quarter of the way there. I've been doing it even in the rain, too. At first, me and Jordan even talked about this. I was like, what should I do if it's raining? Like, should I get a pause? But there was one day, it was a torrential downpour, and I said, fuck it. I went fishing anyways and caught a fish. So, I'm keeping it going. And I I hope people realize that it's not like I'm trying to show off like I'm some expert fisherman because there are a lot of days where I'm just snagging a couple little you know, hand sized bluegill. I'm just trying to, I hopefully people, I'm just trying to set it, you know, I don't know if inspiration is the right word, but I just want people to see like, yeah, it's cool to just take some time to do something you enjoy every single day. Even yeah. It's,
0: just it's like, it's minutes. like the, you know, the, the thousand hours outside. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's just getting, getting yourself doing something that you want to do every day. Um,
3: I feel yeah. you. Yeah.
0: I, I'm, I'm here for that. Uh, Johnny JB says, "I know you guys purged a lot of figs recently, but do any of the recent figure releases make you itchy to buy more? Yeah, we're definitely buying. We more. We didn't really we're end just, up
1: purging, dude. We yeah. were going to purge for like two days, and unfortunately, we sold fucking Chief J Strong. So <laughs> <laughs> purging really happened, man. But uh, I put the kibosh on that.
0: <laughs> You've still purged a lot pur- of figures. over the last
1: couple of years. Yeah, I purged a lot because there was for, and you still have
0: a lot on the chop. block. At one block.
1: point, my like, I my like collecting like." I guess doctrine I would call it was I was grabbing fucking anything that was unique, dude, any elite. If it was different from another elite, I was grabbing it. Whereas I kind of 2019, I kind of switched it up to just get the stuff that was like significantly different or I just really, really wanted. Um, so yeah, I have sold hundreds of figures over the last couple of years, but I'm always itchy to buy the new stuff, man. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, Francis Marino says, Boston Celtics or Golden State Warriors? If Who you would have asked me, the NBA champions. If you would have
1: asked me before the pod, I would have said Warriors in six, but the Celtics actually just came back from twelve down and won Game One on their road um, in San Francisco. So I'm going to say Celtics in seven, man. I think that as long as everybody stays healthy on Boston, um, I think their defense is going to carry them, and they'll go. They'll go Celtics in seven. What, what are you saying, Jordan? You follow NBA a little bit more closely than I do.
3: Uh, my official prediction was Warriors and six. Tonight ain't changing it, so still go Warriors and six. Mm. Wow. Marco,
0: you got to take. I mean, you know,
3: he's Celtics. Come
2: on, it's uh, it's. I'm, gonna, I'm probably going to go with uh, Seth on that. Celtics and seven. The only thing that scares me is it's the first time like all of those, literally the whole Celtics team has been in the. They're final. A young
1: team. Yeah, so, they're a young that's team, that's and they're going thing. up against uh, battle tested Warriors. Youth,
2: youth is on their side though, so we'll see. Well. Uh, We'll see if they can, you know, run around. The old man tonight,
1: I was just checking the stats. Al Horford actually hit six three-pointers and they came back down in the fourth quarter to win.
2: If they're amped enough, man, I mean, when they got that young blood running through them, they can, uh, they can, they might be able to pull it off. We'll see.
0: See what happens. All right. Chris Losito. He says, how's Tennessee? (laughs)
1: Love (laughs) I'm in love with it. It, (laughs) I wish there was a target closer uh, just for figure hunting purposes. Um, I'm really going to be fucked on any target exclusives. So yeah. hopefully I can just swarm online. Um, good thing about target though. They usually do a pretty good job of stocking their exclusives. It's usually, they're usually plentiful on the pegs, at least after that, and, like first initial wave. Yeah, yeah. And we
0: got the big God and we got the Foley fam. So, you yeah. Know, so cool. that's another
1: reason if you're out there, hit up uh, chickfoleyshow.com and become a premium Foley Fam member. Cause it definitely helps with the, uh, the figure hunting, um, but I, other than that, I, I'm absolutely in love with it. We have a, yeah. a beautiful new home here that we're loving, and Tennessee's just—it's it's a cool
0: vibe. Yeah, it is a cool vibe. I, I really like it. I like being out in the country. It really makes you. It, it being out here away from everything, like it sounds so stereotypical, but it, it makes you like slow down because you just you our
1: neighborhood's super quiet. Too. Yeah, you like, don't. I'm not 100 like, sure we have neighbors, man. I've never <laughs>
0: yeah, seen it's neighbor. <laughs> Yeah, you you just feel like you know when you're amongst everything you feel like you're missing out on something you gotta go 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 or like oh we gotta stop by target or check this place or go grab a coffee from this place you know but now there's like nowhere to go so it really forces you just kind of like slow down and enjoy where you are and what you're doing so um love in tennessee and uh chris losito has a second part to his question he says where do you think the best fit for bray wyatt is cheers
1: wwe yeah. I think
0: coming back to WWE would be pretty good, dude.
1: Yeah, I just think he's he's already got so much history and mythology there. Yeah. Like he's I it don't would know. be a,
0: it would be a disservice to send him anywhere else. I think.
1: Yeah, I think so too, man. Yeah. I just if I do
2: it, seen a lot of people thinking that he was going to show up at um, Double or Nothing when the lights went out. Yeah, um, uh, and and I'm a, I'm in my mind of like, do you think he's playing second fiddle or being a part of? Like a group yeah. Malachi black as the lead and it that's totally yeah, no not way. happening at all, like,
1: yeah, would I would even, I, I think it, I think it's WWE or it's, it's nothing. So yeah, we'll see. Um, we're approaching two hours on the show. We're at an hour oh 43 minutes. Good, so yeah, we buy those. So again, fun. thanks for everybody that's stuck with us during the kind of partial hiatus we've had the last, last month and a half, two months. We're back in full force, And uh, we'll keep pumping out the content for you guys from here on out. So, Sheena, uh, remind the listeners one more time where they can find you on social media.
0: All right. Before I hit this trivia question, you can find me on Instagram at Chick Foley. Marco running the Twitter machine over at Chick Foley Show. And join our Foley fam and all the fun we have over on Facebook at ChickFoleyShow.com.
1: Reminder, use code Chick Foley to save 10% at ringside collectibles and use code pf ten to save 10% at Chalk Line. It's now time for the trivia question of the week. I'm going for three straight. I'm trying to break my re- own record of four straight. Sheena, hit me with your best shot.
0: All right. What university did Diesel play basketball for?
1: Oh, University of Tennessee. That's
0: right. Too yeah. easy, man. Uh, not totally Too easy. Right. It's fucking yeah.
1: layup. Man. Yeah
0: and it's like so perfect a little lead in to Tennessee action you know so
1: all right, I'm going to uh, I will will. I'm not going to say I'm going to try I will tie my own record next week it's going to happen yeah Um, that's it for the Chick-fil-A show Sheena it's your first time really back in a while hit us with uh, some closing thoughts for this week Mm.
0: three hour pay-per-views are the only way going forward (laughs)